It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening Universal Minds. My name is Brother Beniti, uh, Brother Ravana Noon, joining us shortly. I want to welcome everybody to the show. It is Thursday, August 17th, 2017. A uh, couple of quick announcements uh, before we begin tonight's show. Uh, our event for the 25th, I know some people have hit me up uh, on the emails um, if you're on the list, you're ready to receive the flyer with all the information uh, for the event. Um, if you're on the email list or the text list, you should have gotten that flyer, uh, I believe it was two days ago. Um, and that's for the event on Friday, August 25th, 7.30 p.m., the Cultural Expressions in Hollywood, Florida, uh, as you know, which is right there on the border of Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Uh, that begins 7.30 p.m. sharp. Um, if you did not get the flyer, you did not get the information, or you are not on the list and you would like that information and flyer, again, you can email us here at the radio station. Uh, the email address is khnum19 at gmail.com. And, again, that starts 7.30 p.m. Uh, sharp. Um, the drumming on the beach, uh, which we usually do this month, we're not sure we might be doing that this Saturday night, so if you're on the list, <clears throat> you will get that uh, information, too. I know some people have hit me up, uh, so well, we want to go ahead and, uh, you know, address that. Um, and, again, if you, if you haven't gotten the information, you can email me at khnum19 at gmail.com. Again, that's kanum19 at gmail.com. Uh, let me bring Brother Ravana Noon in. I see he just got in. All right. Uh, if you are new to the show, first time tuning in, um, this is an occult metaphysical, alchemy, black magic, African witchcraft, sorcery. These are the topics we talk about on the show. Uh, it's not a religious show. Um, if you have a, a faith or a belief or a personal faith or belief, that's exactly what it is. It's personal. Um, when dealing with uh, spiritual systems of magic, a lot of that stuff has to be checked at the door. Um, so we just want to make that clear. It's not a religious show, um, and it's, it's not about your personal belief from the topics that we discuss here. Uh, on the show. Um, the stuff that we talk about on the show, as you know, for those that have been listening for the last couple of years, um, you know, we talk from experience. We're not just people that have read some books and think that we, you know, we're scholars uh, based on books we read. The stuff and the topics that we talk about on the show are, are things we've actually experienced, practiced, are initiated in, etc. I want to make that crystal clear. Um, Brother Ravana Noon, if you want to come in real quick, and then we'll. Yeah, greetings, everybody. It's Brother Ravana Noon. Um, as Brother Benedi was saying, uh, this is a show that deals the left-hand path, your coat. Uh, many things discussed here will most likely hurt your feelings, your belief systems, or anything that you deluded yourself into thinking. It's not a personal attack. It just deals with what it is. Um, so... We ask that you be listening to the show, come with an open mind, 
There's many different um, people that come in here from different walks of life. Everybody has their own personal beliefs. Those beliefs will be challenged, but that's your personal belief, so deal with it as it comes. Um, we deal with, like the brother said, we've walked many paths from Freemasonry to uh, Apollo to you name it because we feel personal experience is best needed and necessary for really understanding not just what you're studying or practicing, but to experience it opens your mind, your consciousness to different ways, different thoughts, different patterns that may also assist you in your growth. But once again, like we said, if you have a personal problem, deal with your personal self first before you unleash or lash out. Deal with your own personal issues on what is being spoken about. Ask yourself, why is this bothering me or affecting me? Nine times out of ten, you'll find out it's affecting you or bothering you because it's striking a nerve with something that's currently existing within your life. Peace. I appreciate it. And, again, that's why we say it's a path of self-mastery, uh, and that's the key. That's, what it, that's really, at the end of the day, what it's all about. All right, so having said that, also, real quick, want to welcome in our international listeners. Um, I know a lot of them stream it uh, via Facebook, Twitter, and they, they can't get in on a live chat or get on a call. So, you know, I want to give a shout-out to all those people that tune in. I mean, much love to everybody across the United States, within the country. But uh, every couple of weeks, I like to recognize our international listeners, uh, you know, overseas, all over the Caribbean, Vincent, the Virgin Islands, Jamaica, Trinidad, Barbados, uh, family out in Canada, Australia, uh, Brazil, Philippines. We even got some listeners in Philippines, South Africa. Um, if I missed somebody, I apologize. It wasn't done intentionally. Uh, but we do appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. We appreciate your support, and we thank you for promoting the show and letting people know about us. Um, and at the end of the day, that's what it's about. That's why we do it, just to get information out, and it's up to you what you want to do with that information. All right, having said that, we want to get to tonight's show. As you know, on this show, you know, we've had a lot of people on this show. We've had Dr. Phil Valentine. We've had Dr. Jewel Pulgrim, Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum, um, Dr. Delbert Blair, who passed away. Uh, last year. Uh, you name them, we pretty much have had them on this show. Uh, as you know, we've been focusing on lately bringing some newer people on. Um, and there's a lot of new people out there that are doing work. You just, a lot of people are just not aware about them. So we're always looking for new people, fresh people um, that you just may not be aware of. And there's a, again, there's a lot of people out there that are doing, doing the spiritual work. Um, so the brother that I'm going to bring on in about a minute, um, I actually stumbled across this brother's uh, YouTube channel. Um, I was just doing a search, ran into the channel. So I clicked on a few of his videos. And one thing that I gravitated towards his videos, he's just straight to the point. Just, it's just like having a conversation, you know, with a, with a friend or somebody you know. That's his methodology of conveying the message. So I figured let me reach out to the brother and see if we can get him on the show um, so you, the listeners that tune into the show, can learn a little bit about, you know, who he is and what he does. Um, so I'm going to bring the brother in now. Um, let, me, let me just make sure I got him plugged in on the right line. Just give me one second. Uh, I think this is him right here. Brother Rodney, can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right. Greetings, brother. I want to welcome everybody uh, to the show. This is uh, Bocor Rodney Coleman, uh, who is out of New Orleans, uh, deals with the, the voodoo, hoodoo, and other spiritual systems from that tradition. So, Brother Rodney, if you can introduce yourself to the listeners, uh, kind of, 
kind of let the, you know give the listeners a background of yourself, you know, uh, who you know who you are and kind of what it is you do. First of all, I'd like to say uh, thank you, my brothers, for allowing me to uh, come onto your show and no also problem. allow me to uh, share your conversation. Uh, we appreciate um, you coming, brother. Thank you very much. Uh, my story is Audrey's journey. Um, uh, when I was born, I had the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck twice, so I shouldn't wow. be here. Um, wow. Then they found out I had a very se- severe speech impediment, which is <laughs> not the best to have in New Orleans. Uh, right. I overcome those things. Uh, I was raised in a Catholic family. Um, my great-grandparents came uh, from the island of St. Dominique through the Caribbean into the port of New Orleans and were slaves. Uh, my great-grandparents were unique. They both could read and write, which, as we all know back in those days, was an automatic death sentence. Uh, right. That's correct. My great-grandfather was a Bokor. My grandmother was a powerful My great-grandmother was a powerful mambo. Um, uh. They passed everything down through the family, and uh, I guess you could say I'm Lachlan May. Uh, bloodline, they passed over my three sisters and hit me. Um, they pulled me aside when I was 10 years old and started my uh, my journey, if you may say. Uh, right. So I was 15 years old, and then my grandfather decided it was time for me to walk his path, and he mm. was a Boko. Okay. Um, it, it enlightened me very much, knowing both sides of uh Radar and Petro. Um, I uh, went through it. Uh, thought my uh, education was over when I graduated high school, but uh, my parents had a, uh, a trick up their sleeve. I received a, a scholarship to the uh, University of Miami. Uh, oh wow! I thought my, like I said, I thought my 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 journey was over, but undoubtedly they made a phone call, and my family members down there uh, uh, three times a week. I would have four hours. To uh, finish my journey, um, wow. I graduated in uh, 1981. Uh, returned to Louisiana. I had lost my mother and got to uh, get closer to my father. Um, when he passed away, I decided I needed to do something with my life. Um, I had received the uh, my bachelor's degree in psychology. Uh, don't know why I did it. I joined the New Orleans Police Department and hmm. was there for 18 and a half years, um, finishing my master's degree at UNO. Uh, which was unique in itself in this city. Uh, the police department was saturated with uh, hoodoo and voodoo. Um, at the time I was there, we had a deputy chief that was actually a mambo. Oh, wow. Uh, the only thing they asked that we didn't rear our heads up and embarrass the department. Uh, uh. So I had to lay low for a few years, um, uh, left after 18 and a half years, and decided uh, to continue my journey, as you will. And uh, I guess this is where we are, we are brought here today. Right. Um, uh, Brother Rodney, if you could, for the listeners, maybe more so for newer people, maybe tuning into the show for the first time or people maybe new to this information, can you kind of explain briefly uh, of what a boko and a mambo is for those that may not be familiar with that terminology? What, just a description of what that entails uh, and what those titles mean, just, for, just, again, for maybe people hearing that for the first time. Of course, we're both. Um in the path of voodoo, you have uh, mambos and hugans. Uh, they basically walk the path of radha. Um, they can go sometimes into using the petrol spirits. Uh, when I was pulled off, uh, Boko works, uh, as you would say, uh, both hands, if you will, um, the right. left hand and the right hand side. Um, 
We can do uh, Radha work with the uh, cooler, more wiser uh, spirits, or we can go straight into the Petro side, which is the young, aggressive, uh, hotter spirits, which uh, right. I love. I love to work with. And, uh, I must, guess you could you say. Must uh, my next uh, question, brother. You must. You must. You must be reading the next question. But go ahead. Boko <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, is, uh, as my grandfather told me, a uh, enforcer. Um, okay. We take care of the problems inside the religion. Um, it takes a special person, as he told me, to walk the path of Boko. You always stand in the background at ceremonies and uh, rituals. You you never mm. in the light. Um, mm. But it, it's, 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 it's a good path that I took. And uh, I would say a Boko, as far as I know, uh, in New Orleans voodoo, which, uh, of course, with my, grand, my great-grandparents coming from Haiti, um, I think a boko is probably the highest rung on the ladder in a voodoo. Right. Right. Uh, brother Ravana Noon, at any time, if you got questions, brother, just feel free to interject. Um, All right. Uh, so just, uh, you know, feel free if you got some questions, interject. Uh, brother Ravana, you're taking me to the next question. I want to talk a little bit about the lojas. Now, I want also the listeners to understand the difference. You mentioned the Rada lojas, the Petro lojas, uh, the Nago lojas. I also want to talk about the Congos. Uh, which we have a lot of experience working with the Congos. Um, again, I know you kind of just didn't briefly just touched on some of the differences, but can you, again, explain to the listeners, um, and that's kind of the energy we also like to work with, um, explain again the difference between, uh, you know, the Rada Lojas, the Petro, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Congo, and the Gidis. So I want to get into a little bit of that because these are terminologies, again, some people may not be familiar with. Um, and if you could, when you talk about them, kind of, I know you mentioned also briefly you touched on the appropriate time to work with them. I mean, obviously, I want to make sure people are educated on when they're working with these spirits, uh, you know, the appropriate times. And, and maybe you can share your experience, like when you use them or, or your recommendations that you found, you know, you had the most success working with them, et cetera. So if you could elaborate on that a little bit. Yes, of course. Um, it's broke down, if you want to, in um, nations. Uh, the Radha Nation, Petro Nations, and Gede is unique in itself. They are called a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. People are maybe uneducated or listen to too much Hollywood, uh, thinking Radha is the good side, the light side, Petro is the evil side, which is not. It's uh, a lot of the uh, Radha, uh, Loas, can be on the Petro side. Um, it's the older, as I said, the Radha is the older, more. Uh, wiser, cooler um, Loas to work with, uh, mm-hmm. such as everybody knows the, the pantheon of uh, Papa Legba, Rizli Freda, Ogun Fere, and the list goes on. There's thousands and thousands of uh, Loas, and that's what kills me in, uh, when it's in New Orleans and maybe throughout the United States is they think there's a handful and that's it, and nobody realizes there are thousands and thousands of these spirits. Uh, they have Agwe, uh uh, all, all the spirits, I mean, the older spirits, uh, the Lassarine, the Mister, uh, they also classify sometimes uh, Mekafu and Rada. But myself, personally, uh, for that one spirit, and I'll get to it in the marriage, the Loa, uh, I classify him as Petro. Uh, uh-huh. He's very hot, uh, very aggressive. Uh, but the major families of Loa's are Dohim and from, from the Loa, uh, from the Africa. And it's just the, what I call the cooler, more uh, 
calculating of the spirits. Um, I will okay. use them for uh, perhaps love work, Ursula uh, Freda, Papa Leba. If I know somebody needs a road opening, it's not that bad. Um, I, I will put him. Um, and it's just Agua here in Louisiana, uh, many shrimp boats and tugboats. Um, I'll go to, they'll call me up to bless their boat after the uh, Catholic priest has blessed the boat. And that's another thing unique about Louisiana. The Catholic priest will be walking <laughs> off the dock, and I'm passing him on the other side of the dock. <laughs> and uh, and then most, uh, for some reason, these uh, boat owners are more happy to see me than the Catholic priest. I hadn't seen right. that one. That's there. right. But, uh, <laughs> we use Agua for that, and um, the arduous task that these people have, and they shrimp boats, and they tugboats, and they harbor tugs in on the river. So uh, that's more of the cooler calculating wiser if if you want to say that of the gotcha. uh, Radar family. Uh Petro mm-hmm. is unique in itself. Uh like I said, some of the Radar spirits can cross into Petro. Ogun is one of them. Um there's many, many aspects of Ogun. Uh he in, in New Orleans we use Ogun Fare, but he can cross over from Radar right. and Petro. I never figured that one out myself. Um uh, but mm-hmm. I'm not trying to re- you know reinvent the wheel here. Uh, I got you. But there's, there's many in Petro. I like to use Petro being a vocal. Um I guess I could say it's more aggressive if somebody has a problem with uh, road closes, uh, problems like that. I like to use the Petro spirit. I call it uh, letting the bull out the pen and just crushing everything. Uh, away. Um, uh, uh, I like to go back to what I said about Metcalfu. Um the mistake of Metcalfu, they call Papa Leg by the day, and of course Metcalfu is the night. But they want to synchronize him a lot with uh, with uh, Satan. Right. And I guess this is something that could be very academic if we sit here for hours on this one. Of course. Uh, I, I don't look at it like that. Uh, he is needed as a uh, gatekeeper. Um, I like to put it, if he's not there, we'd be stumbling over all kinds right. of malevolent forces. That's uh, right. I've used him many times. Uh, nowadays, more and more, um, he's being being called the just judge. A lot of people go to him or come to me for uh, uh, trial purposes. Uh, it could be anything from tickets, battery, armed robbery, uh, on up. And uh, as the Bible says, uh, Jesus being a just judge, they synchronize Mekafu as a just judge also. A lot of people indulge into him and do not realize you better have everything X, Y, Z in in order. Uh, he he may right. uh, grant what you need, and then turn around and just bitch slap you just for the inconvenience <laughs> of aggravating him. That's right. Um, it, that's a lot of problem we have now. The younger younger people they want to delve into the internet and uh, try to go into the petrol spirits, and I'm getting a lot more and more calls. I have to go bail them out. And uh, right. you can stand there and try to talk to them, and it's like talking to a wall. Uh, but uh, 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 uh. I like to use the petrol spirits, uh, being a bokor. Um, as my grandfather said, you know, it's, it's it's time not to piss around. If you have a client, it's time to move the things out of the way. That's right. Uh, now, a lot of clients I work with uh, have an awakening in themselves, uh, mostly African-Americans, a lot of Caribbean uh, descendants are beginning right. to wake up more and more now and understand the uh, the nations. And uh, right. but a lot of people want to stay away from the petrol spirits. They're scared to death of them. And uh, <laughs> don't know why. Uh, 
that's like uh, Ursula Dantor. I will put her on the case uh, for a woman, a single mother that needs child support to be repaid to help with her job, help finding jobs. She was very, very uh, helpful in that. But at the same time, uh, don't know why, once again, a lot of things aren't explained, even in my 56 uh, years of being as my age and at least 40 years under my belt. Um, she's very unique, but at the same time, if you offend her, she will turn and go after the right. children. That's right. Which I never did understand, but of course, that's how it is. Maybe we'll just keep you in line. But uh, I enjoy those. Uh, like I said, I use Rada a lot more petrol and a lot of gay day. Um, the gay day is unique in themselves as a family. Um, here in New Orleans, we have Baron Samdi as our patron Loa. Right. And I said this on one of my tapes that uh, I guess for the tourists to keep it sterile, it's uh, he's a cool party guy, you know. That's right. Not realizing, okay. realizing this guy is a goddamn assassin. That's yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> and they don't realize they're throwing up uh, altars for him and doing everything. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's suave and all that. But another one you piss off. Right. I mean, he could take the, the whole family a generational curse. And uh, like anything, you have to know what you're doing. You have to know how to uh, approach them, the uh, ritual, the ceremonies, the offerings. But uh, once right. you learn that, um, I have a constant altar to uh, Baron in my altar right. room just for my business to help bring customers and right. uh, things like that. But um, right. a lot of people punch him up on the net, and you know he's all cool, forgetting that if you do one step wrong, you might be tapping into another Baron, uh, Baron right. Quat. That's uh, right. Baron at a crossroads. Want to, right. Yes. They want to. They want to synchronize him too much to Baron Samdi. Uh, well, that's insulting to him, probably. Uh, I've had one young man dicked around and use Baron Criminal on uh, something he tried to do, and it almost bowled him, doors him to the ground. I realized uh, this particular gay uh, day uh, is just havoc. Now, that's it. I mean, that's right. But they they stick them all together, and uh, I just wish people would try to. Uh, if you're not going to be initiated, or try to reach out for some help. Open your damn eyes while you you reading these things on the internet, man. I mean, correct. They're screwing themselves up. Now you have your problem, and now it's complicated at your house. And correct. Uh, it's just ridiculous these days, and uh, a lot of the end thing now is the tranquil spirits. Uh, right. At one time, root workers uh, would, would use the tranquil spirits on love spells, and I had a problem with that. I never did that myself. Um, so something that powerful and a big gun like that, man, that's revenge. I mean, right. if you're going to knock somebody down to their goddamn knees and people around them, why are you going to have this eggshell of a person come back to your house that don't have a job, don't have a car, uh, their right. family don't want their ass, people that's around right. them dropping like flies. We say that shit all the time. That's right. And you got this basket case, now you're taking it, and now you're calling back. I didn't realize it was like that. And I'm like, I can talk to your ass for a week before I even pull the trigger on this. That's correct. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> Let me ask a quick question. This is a personal. Yeah, um, <clears throat> the question is, um, can you explain for the listeners, because we try to do our best to explain this for the listeners, the difference between ancestral spirits and, let's say, the Loa's, or things of that nature. Um, 
we try to come at it from different angles, but I don't think people still get it because they'll make blatant statements about ancestors as if they're the same thing as a loa. I know there's spirit forces, spirit energies are very similar. And in Palo, Santeria, we, you know, there's a big difference between the two. You know, the ancestral more your bloodline and then uh, the Orisha or the Nkisi or things of that nature or, you know, the uh, higher spirits and different forces that I work with through those spirits. So in the New Orleans voodoo, hoodoo perspective, what would be the difference? That's a very good question. In in New Orleans voodoo, uh, I guess in voodoo, the ancestors um, or your bloodline, they're there to help guide. Um, if you want to use them myself, I, my ancestors, I do not go for them for any kind of work. They had a rough life, an arduous journey. I allow them mm-hmm. to, to remain at rest. Um, now, if they come to me with guidance and uh, visions, I accept it very much. Um, the difference, uh, as the brother asked about the, the ancestral spirit and Loa, the Loas would have to be mostly brought up out of the waters. And they have done something um, more spectacular, if you if you will, um, when they walked the earth, uh, different than an ancestor. An ancestor is still a spirit, but doesn't have the um, the supercharged, if you will, of the spirit. Um, they're more powerful. They can do more things. Uh, not to get off topic, back to the ancestors. Um, Many people set up ancestor altars, and it's completely wrong. They'll call up, wonder why their life's falling apart, this, that, and the other. When they set the altar up, and you look at the altar, it's like, I'm surprised you're still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been asked several times through different people about bringing an ancestor up out of the waters, if you will. And when you start delving into these people's past, um, the three times I was asked, two, I refused the job completely. Because I started finding out this great grandfather uh, had kinks in his life. Uh, he liked to beat his wife. Uh, mm. He liked to fondle children. Uh, he was an alcoholic. And I go back and tell these people that. They look at me like I'm Jack the goddamn Ripper. Mm. And I'm telling them, you don't understand. If this person comes up out the water, you as bloodline are going to start to take characteristics of this person. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand wow. why you want to go that far to bring some up out the waters when if you just honor them. Uh, maybe with the altar or going to the grave, offering uh, libations, uh, coffee, water, uh, candles, they will help you. Now, granted, uh, this is something that I might blow up in my face with ancestors. I'm not sure if it's still around, but a few years ago, I kept stumbling across uh, YouTube channels about ancestral money. Mm-hmm. This is my take and my personal take. I hope it doesn't ruffle anybody's feathers. If it does, well, you know, life stuff in a big room. Is what it is. Um, personally, I think that's an insult when you burn money to your ancestors, talking about you paying their debt. First of all, when they took their last breath, all debt was paid. Mm-hmm. To, to me, you're kind them into doing something, which is going to eventually like uh, beating a pit bull every day for a week. <laughs> that second week, you might not be able to hit it before it tears you a new asshole. Right. So I never understood that. To me, that's insulting. Now, other people do it, that's fine. That's damn. If that, it works for you, it works for you. But I always thought that was kind of insulting to say that you're paying their bills in the afterlife. Uh, my ancestor also can be built easily 
if you know what you're doing. It's not that hard, and you have to work. I suggest people to work with close ancestors, mother, fathers, aunts, uncles, grandparents. When you start delving into the bloodline of great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents, right. as I said, when you start checking the lineage of these people, some of these people weren't the best people. And it's right. hard for me to go in there and try to pull a great-great-ancestor out, and he was a goddamn slave owner. I, I got a semi-problem with this. That's right. Uh, yeah. I don't tell the customer that. I usually give them a bullshit reason. But I really have a problem with this. I'm going to pull this man out the waters and the, what he did to us. So it's yep. kind of like, I'll pass. You know, that's, I'll pass. You know, it's like trying to do a, a work on David Duke to get him president. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, yep. That's right. But an ancestor only has, has limitations. They will guide, protect, show you wisdom, uh, signs and omens. They may be able to uh, reach out if their strength is strong enough to help you in some kind of work, maybe love work or protecting your family or health issues. Now, the Loas is different. Uh, once again, I'd like to emphasize that there are thousands and thousands and thousands of Loas. Anybody can be brought up out of the waters and be made a Loa. Uh, right. Somebody's cousin could die today, three weeks from now, they could be brought up out of the water and made a Loa. Um, I just find that they had different characteristics as when they walked the earth and maybe were accepted by the, um, and I'm shooting the dark on this one for Catholicism, to have an image as a Catholic saint. As you know, we mm-hmm. have to disguise this. Um, right. Our spirits are completely different. They look as we look. But back in the day, if the uh, slave master or the uh, overseer walked into the cabin and seen you actually Let's say uh, have a, a ceremony for Ursula Freda. Um, her Catholic uh, counterpart is Virgin Mary. Right. And uh, they walked in there and seen our real counterpart. Well, they backed out, locked the doors, threw kerosene on the cabin, burned everybody inside. Remembering there was no Justin Jackson, Al Sharpton, and LACP, used just finished, done, gone, building another cabin. So we had to hide everything with the Catholic saints, and today we still do. Um, right. I still use Catholic saints for uh, my Loas. Some I hand make my own uh, statues. Excuse me. But to answer the question, I just think a Loa that had been brought up out of the waters, a true Loa, did, I don't want to say miraculous things while they was here on earth, but being a Loa to me would almost be like canonized by the Catholic Church. Uh, Something was done in their life that made them very special. Uh, I'm not saying that our ancestor wasn't very special, but to me it's a big difference. Uh, mm. I don't know if that answered the question, but that's no, yeah, it answered it. It was good. Definitely. I, w- I want to back up, Brother Rodney, uh, to some some things. Uh, I want to back up until, again, when we're breaking down these different lohas and like Brother Ravana Noon just uh, – I'm glad you brought that in, Brother Ravana Noon, to, to kind of differentiate so people can understand – now, we found out in our experience, like you said something earlier that, that really resonated, uh, you know, how some people are misinformed thinking, you know, the Pedro Lojas are, you know, stay away from them, don't work with them. Is, you know, we, we've learned, and obviously it's through, you know, training yourself and, and educating yourself the right way, um, that these, these energies, you just have to know how to utilize them again and work with. They all serve a purpose, and we advocate the same thing. We don't, to us, there's no such thing as good or bad. It's just how you utilize that energy. I bring that up because in your experience in doing this for so many years, 
uh, now, obviously, as you mentioned, with YouTube and the Internet, and we've got all these social media platforms, we've got a lot of, you know, unfortunately, Facebook and Google scholars and, and YouTube scholars, unfortunately. There's great stuff on YouTube, but let's be real. There's a lot of garbage on YouTube, too. Uh, kind of works both ways. In your experience in dealing with clients, working with people, and, and doing this for so many years, there's always this big debate. What is your take on people? Because a lot of people set out to work with these energies, these spirits, and are not really educated. Do you recommend or do you think, can people have success that per se may not be fully initiated on any level, working with the Lohas? Um, in your experience, it, it, what, what would you recommend to somebody, say they started to read and study about it. Say it's somebody brand spanking new, and they want to start doing some spiritual work with the Lohas. And they're, they're not initiated. They, they really don't know much except what they read. What, what would you tell that person or or what advice would you give them in your experience? Well, if, um, this is a very good question. Um, if they didn't want to try to walk the path of initiation and they didn't come from uh, La Clay May, um, mm-hmm. I've had many come to me, look, if you want to get started, I suggest maybe uh, the oldest and wisest and most common would be Papa Legba or Earthly okay. um, Freda. And just to make sure, ask questions. Just because here in New Orleans, Papa Lake Bob's color is red and black. You get it at the house and you think that's taboo. I mean, you know, written in stone. You put red and black and your life begins to fall apart in little minute ways. And you're not spiritually maybe awakened to, to hear this law saying, I don't want that color in this house. Uh, yeah. he, he just may want rose and white or just white. So it's trial and error. But if they want to get started, didn't want to be initiated, I suggest to start with the uh, most wisest, the most commonest. But popular about being a trickster, uh, it is what it is. You roll the dice, it's up to you what's going to come up. Right. Um, right. So if they want to do that, and but most people, for some reason, uh, want to jump straight to uh, gay day. Well, right. okay. Make sure it's right. Again, uh, the colors here in New Orleans for uh, Baron is uh, purple and black and with a trim of white. And they get to, say, Montana and think that's written in stone and everything starts falling apart because that's fine down here in New Orleans. That's what he accepts. But that may not be what he wants in your house. And if you're not spiritually in tune, then by the time you catch on to it, Now, uh, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad sorry, you bring. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you up. I'm glad you bring it up. Uh, but real quick, because we got a packed house. Uh, if you just, if you just, if you just tuned in, we're we're talking to um, Bokor Rodney Coleman, um, who is a hoodoo voodoo practitioner um, by way of the New Orleans spiritual tradition. Uh, we will be going at the top of the hour. Um, I, I see everybody in there. I know you got questions. And I see everybody on the call line, so just be patient. Uh, at the top of the hour, we will go, we will be taking calls, and also those that are listening online in the chat, uh, you will be able to type questions in. I'm not saying we're going to be able to get to everybody tonight. That's probably going to be impossible. Uh, we'll do our best to facilitate the questions. Um, again, if you're in the chat, you can at that time just type your questions in. If you are not live on the phone. Uh, and then we will go uh, through the call. So, yes, we will We will be getting to that top of the hour. I know some some people are just getting tuned in in the last 10 or 15 minutes or so. Um, so, you know, you might want to start taking your notes uh, and your questions. 
Uh, but back to what we were talking about, Brother Rodney, it's something you said, and again, you said not if a person, again, and we talk about this a lot, made, you use the term not being spiritually in tune. We've seen people over the years, and we always tell people, you've got to be in a sound mind and a sound body when you're trying to work with some of these spirits or tapping into this energy, because as you, as you said before, and we've seen it too, uh, things can start to run amok. If an individual is weak-minded or, or not mentally and spiritually in tune, you know, shit can start to go haywire. Um, in your, again, dealings over the years, dealing with clients and things you've seen, um, do you focus on any importance on, say, with a new person? Um, I mean, do you, do you instruct them in that line? I mean, can you kind of gauge, you know, where they are as far as sound mind, sound body? Because that can be very dangerous, too. Sometimes we skip the basics. Like you said, they, they want to go right to the gay day and start working with, you know, powerful energy that they definitely may not, you know, be, be ready to deal with because it can make things run amok. In your experience, I mean, have you seen a lot of that? I mean, is there, is there something that stands out to you that you can recall? Like you, I know you've, you've mentioned it a couple of times, like things can run amok. Uh, can you give us maybe an example or to some of the newer listeners that uh, what have you seen in regards to that over the years? I mean, you got to get into 100 stories, but maybe something that stands out to you. That's yeah, a very good question. I've, I've come across several cases like that. Um, they'll call me up and want to know why this didn't work and that didn't work and um, they lost their job, this, that, and other thing. And you ask them, um, so I started working with uh, the Loas and I have all to set up for this one, all to set up for that one. And as they're rattling this along, once again in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm surprised you hadn't been pushed in front of a city bus yet. Um, <laughs> they'll work, always want to cross the Loas with Loas or, or Rishas that are not compatible with each other, do not want to be in the same room with each other, maybe not even the same house, but they think right. it looks good, the colors look good and all that, and they wonder why shit is falling apart. Right. They want to experiment too much. I had one young man call me up and was having these uh, visions and weird-ass dreams, and I also have to say, uh, having a master's degree in psychology, some of these people isn't spiritual. Some of these people are borderline schizophrenics. Yep. And hey. They're opening a whole new door with this. But I have one young brother, uh, again, I'm surprised that he's still walking here, uh, had voodoo, had uh, uh, Santeria, had uh, black magic, Satanism, all in one room. And he's asking me why he's having all this. And I'm like, brother, you need to gut all that shit and burn it and start anew. I mean, he had everything didn't match I don't know how he his head didn't explode from the screaming that was coming out of that room. Mm. But I, it's, it's more and more I'm seeing this. They're picking things up on the Internet, and it, it looks cool. This looks like that. Uh, once again, as uh, the brother uh, emphasized that, they'll go straight to gay day, not realizing you don't have much wiggle room here. I mean, right. uh, an, another thing is the offerings, the simple offerings. Um, some of these... Uh, Loas they work with, they want to put fruit in front of it, and that's not going to cut it. Uh, they want something else. They want meat, uh, something like that. And I don't know if y'all have come across this. This is more and more for me, and I'm, I'm just shocked at this shit. They'll start spilling their own blood to the Loa. Yes, and heard I'm, that too. I'm doing everything not to fall out of the chair when I'm talking to them. Man, you are creating a perfect storm. You keep doing this, they are only going to want blood. And guess whose blood? Your blood, that's correct. 
and they think it's another thing. Oh, blood, blood is it's, it's the most powerful. Yes, if you're pointing it at a certain ritual, um, but you're creating, or well, it's like giving a, uh, somebody that had drug problems and was clean from uh, using crack cocaine and giving them crack again. Shit, they're right. wrong with that bad boy. That's right. And <laughs> they, you can tell in their voice, well, I think I've been doing right. What are you calling my ass? I mean, my shit's not falling apart. I mean, right. I, I didn't lose my job. I didn't lose my old lady. I mean, I didn't lose my car. Uh, I don't have somebody as I hear banging on your door telling you you got to leave. Yep. Maybe maybe you want to backtrack and get rid of that shit, and then maybe that's, that spirit may follow your ass from now on. Correct. And it's, it's just amazing. We'll tell you what, and who do y'all spill blood? Yes, on certain things. Um, some rituals we have, uh, we offer uh, blood to the uh, spirits that we work with, the Loas, as an offering. But nothing's wasted. Um, right. There's butchers that come in, and if it's a goat, it is cut up and given to uh, packs given to the people that's at the ceremony. Uh, cows, nothing's wasted. And it shocks me um, in uh, Santeria, the waste that they have. Oh, now, yeah. the, the Orishas are different than the Loas, just understand that. But Correct. I cannot fathom of killing of uh, goats and chickens and things like that, and then you find a dead carcass all over the city of Miami. Correct. Why? Somewhere along the line, you piss them something off, I guess. Um, but yes, the, the answer to the main question is, yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, cross, uh, cross-dressing, as you, you can put it in a similar term. It looked cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna this this low eye and I'm gonna mix this low up together, or I'm gonna mix this low up with this Arisha. It looks cool. I like the colors. And these two don't even want to be in the same house. You luckily they need to be in the same state with each other, yeah. right? And wondering why shit is falling apart, and mm. it's too it's too late now. You got to go in and clean all this up. Not being spiritual, we are, we are given low eyes that walks with us, walk our path with with us. And if you want to get started. Maybe, maybe it's just me. I'm suggesting this is maybe go to a good mambo hugan and find out what loa walks with you, and then right. start with that altar. Okay, that yeah, that that makes sense. And 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 on that note, I just want to piggyback, uh, you know, go back to something real quick. We we get a lot of that. Um, and and what you just mentioned just a minute ago about uh, Santeria slash Ifa, uh, you know we were initiated in that and the amount of animal sacrifice. That's one thing that never really sat well with me. Like you're talking about the waste, uh, you know, be it ceremonies, uh, you know, for your lekes, your warriors, uh, be it for the medjay. Uh, I mean, whatever ceremonies you do, um, you're right. And it just, it never sat well with me. I, I always kind of had a problem with it. Not, I understood, you know, the sacrifice and what, like you say, what the blood was for the, for the particular offering, but the, the waste part of it, uh, that never really sat well with me. Um, and then on the thing you were talking about, setting up altars, we get this a lot. We, we see this all the time, people just mixing shit that don't go together, just make, mixing volatile energies, you know, something very passive with uh, something aggressive or too aggressive energies that may not, like, as you said, uh, may not be compatible. Um, when you say clean it up, like you say, you mentioned, you know, sometimes, and I've seen in, in some cases, uh, like you say, burn it. I've seen some, uh, you know, I actually know two brothers that had to actually do that. Um, in a case like that, all right, say somebody, like you said, has set up altars, 
this and that. I mean, is that the most, in your opinion, in your experience, when you, when you talk about the cleanup process, is that the most effective way you found to completely burn it, disintegrate it? I know some, and I'm asking this because I know some that have dumped it in the ocean, and I don't know how wise that is. Um, what's your perspective on that? I mean, as far as cleaning it up in your experience, is that the best way to start anew if somebody's in that situation? Yes, again, it's a very good question. Um, my term cleanup is uh, first, if you're in that situation, um, this loyal spirit is sending that message out, so it doesn't have a problem with being broken down, getting the hell out of there. It doesn't want to be there. Um, okay. It's like everything else; you do it respectfully, explain it to them. You know, the city didn't know what they was doing. Um, you know, uh, you're being removed because undoubtedly you do not want to be here. You do not walk walk with them, and some of them understand. And burning and setting in the ocean um, that might be a form of disrespect. I mean, if the altar set up, just get rid of the things you have, your your candle holders and stuff like that. You can cleanse that. Um, probably can use it again. Um, there's some things that that will have to be gone. Um, the uh, statue or whatever you're doing for that particular spirit. As long as you're respectful, somebody goes in there and knows what they're doing. One, you realize that they didn't want to be there. That's why they're raising all kind of hell. And they right. do understand, you know, thanks. I'm glad somebody came to get me from this damn bus stop. But that's about it. Um, I don't believe in throwing things into the water mostly. For me, if I use that, that's an offering to Agwe or right. the old saying, um, as water runs, so does your enemy move. And uh, I tell a lot of my customers that um, San, uh, Sansu said hundreds of years ago, if you stand by the riverbank long enough, you see the bodies of your enemies float by. Mm. That's the same thing. That's what I use water for. Um, but to answer the question, it would be first, it would be easy to break down if you got somebody in there to do it correctly. Um, okay. Just pay your respects to them, tell them why it's there. You know they don't want to be there, so they're kind of on the game with you. But right before it lands, they may reach out and slap the dog shit out of this person before they leave for uh, insulting them like that. Right. And uh, to get back to the other question, if you're not that spiritual, please find somebody that, that is confident to tell you what Loire walks with you, and then you can start from there. Just don't shoot into the dark. And Oh, I like this one because of the color, and I like this right. one because of the color. And break them down. I tell customers that I have now with their small altars I send. Look, if you need to break the altar down, hurry and call me. Uh, right. Respectful ways to do it. You go up there, forgive yourself while you're doing it. I like to put you uh, out of the way. I have family members that don't understand. They still understand this from the days of slavery. They understand this. Ooh, right. we get caught. We know what's going to happen. It may be the 21st century, but in their mind, they remember uh, hangings, burnings. Right. Young men being drugged down a goddamn gravel road behind a pickup truck. They remember things like this. So they understand right. as long as you do it respectfully. And I tell them it's kind of like this. If it's not done respectfully, you're sitting at your house kicking with a young lady and the door knocks and they ooh, there's another one. And you grab the first one off the couch, run into the bathroom and shut the door. The first thing this woman's going to say, what the fuck just happened? That's right. <laughs> All right, now. Nah. I mean, really? I mean, now you got is pissed off. Why are you throwing my ass in this closet? And when you bring them back out, you wonder why right. nothing happening because, bitch, you threw me into the closet. I ain't doing shit for you right now. That's right. Uh, as long as it's done with respect, that's fine. 
that just explain it to them. And as far as breaking down, there's some things I go to and it's so messed up, I do have to destroy it. I break the word completely down. I'll dispose of it in different spots here in the city or just go out into a spot I use in the swamp and been using for years and uh, burn it there. Uh, okay. If you just drop it in any place, it may still be active. Uh, maybe you did get somebody to activate everything on your altar. Maybe you did it by blind shithouse luck. And a child goes up there and plays, oh, it's cute, start playing with it. Uh, it may not want that either. Right. So, you know, just going down the road tossing shit out your window might not work. And a lot of people are just embarrassed to ask for help, you know, and I don't understand that. Right. But that, that that's my take on um, as long as it's done respectfully, it's an altar that didn't want to be there in the first place. You kind of got to step ahead with the spirit because they want the hell out of there to begin with. Right. But lingering animosity towards this person who put the altar up, that I can't not guarantee is not going to happen. Gotcha. Okay, uh, I that answers the question. No, definitely. That definitely answers the question. Um, so the two things I want to get into real quick is almost at the top of the hour before we start getting some calls and some, some questions open uh, for you to talk to some of the people now. Uh, but first, real quick, and I'll have you do it at the end, um, where, how can people contact you? Can you give them a website? I know you've got a YouTube channel. Uh, maybe you want to give your contact information, and I'll make sure you do that at the end of the show. So if people want to reach you, uh, what's the best method to reach you, if you can share that with us? Um, right now, uh, through my, I guess through my phone, uh, call me or text message me. I mean, it's, a, it's appendage to me now. Um, right. I, I thought about going to my website using my uh, my email address, but then, I, then I'll be bouncing back and forth to two uh, information centers. And I tried that before, and you miss a lot of stuff bouncing back and okay. forth like that. So I mean, as of now, they can anybody wants to contact me is through my uh, my cell number and texting me. Because like I said, it's appendage to me now. I mean, it's like I gave birth to it and it's stuck in my hand. I got you. Uh, so with you, um, can you give that contact uh, number to people that might want to reach you if you want to give that? No, that's that's fine. You want to do that now or at the end of the hour? Yeah, no, I'll have you do it now. We'll do it again at the end. Okay. Uh, in case somebody contact. has to leave. Oh no, okay, I understand. Um, just dial my uh, cell phone number is two two five five seven one sixteen thirty nine. Um the phone's on twenty four seven. Um for the last fifteen, sixteen years I only sleep two hours a night anyway. Um if you can't get me on the ring, just leave me a text. I will get back to I will get back to everybody. Um about two days ago I had uh what, twenty eight text messages on hold and 14 calls on hold, but I do get back to everybody. And that's the easiest right. way now. I'm going to have to go to my email uh, site on my web just to take some of the uh, the load off my phone and myself. Like I said, that's going back to two information sites. You're going to miss something somewhere. You're going to neglect it. I know people that don't check the emails for days. And I'm kind of like, why you got an email site? You know, if you're going to check it for a week. So for right now, this is what I'm using, and it works out good for me until I can figure out a better way for myself and my potential clients where because um, a lot of people if they can't get a hold of they get mad or oh, he's stuck in my call no i happen to have like 12 calls in front of you uh, but that's, that's the best way to contact me as of now okay all right i appreciate that um so the last two things i want to get into before we get to the uh phones uh i know on one of the videos i watched you were talking about and if you can explain to 
people that, you know, do work on this path or are seeking get work done on this path. You talk about, you know, being patient and being being consistent at what you do. And some people are looking for results in like, you know, ten minutes a day, twenty four hours. Um, if you could kind of explain because sometimes people don't understand the dynamics of the situation or they don't understand maybe the severity or lack thereof. And some people will say, you know, I get this all the time. Some people will go, well, you know, that person did this and, you know, they got results quick. Why am I not getting results? I don't think people understand sometimes. Uh, they get confused. They think this is a snap your fingers, fix all, you know, fix all your problems in a matter of, you know, just like that. That's not how it works. And I've heard you talk about, uh, and I heard you, I've heard you actually even, you know, mention with some of the clients that you've dealt with, Sometimes they don't, you know, they have no no type of patience or understanding how this works. Can you kind of, kind of like tap into people when you're doing spiritual work, kind of kind of explain to them that results can manifest in a variety of different ways. If you can touch a little bit on that, uh, obviously based on your experience over the years. Of course, um, a lot of a lot of feedback I get and uh, waves or ripples in the water is uh, love work. Um, the fastest thing I ever had manifest in my entire um, career, if you would say, was uh, 42 hours. No, 72 hours. And I was shocked. I mean, I walked around my mouth dropped for two days. Um, they want things, especially that kind of work. But as I'm sitting there telling you, uh, we left, you know, the police involved. They had uh, restraining orders. The parents got involved. We cursed each other out low as a dog. Uh, we hadn't seen each other for three years, but I want him back. Uh, okay. So you start doing the work, and you send it out, and a lot of people understand. You know, it's going to take time. When you explain it to them, you, you left with a mess, and it's going to take a while to break through that mess. A lot of people understand. A lot of people call three weeks later just yelling at you and cursing at you. They don't see no movement, no movement, no movement. But this is the same person that said uh, was one of those people that had the police involved in a breakup uh restraining artists and hadn't seen each other for five years. Right. This isn't express mail. The uh the spirits aren't phone apps. Um, they're gonna gear up and get to the problem the way they see fit. Um yes, I, I know you're paying uh the root worker a certain amount of money to do this, but it doesn't work like that and you try to explain to them from the jump street, man, it's your intentions too. I don't want this woman back. I don't want this guy back. It's your intentions that's going to build this, this work up to 100%. Right. Um, the longest case I ever had was a couple that was away for 10 years. Um, they were together for five. They split up. Uh, one lived on one side of the country, another lived on the other side of California, I think Virginia she was. And this lady came to me, and I was kind of like, I really don't want to take, take this case 10 years, okay? Um, so I sat down, I talked to her, she said, no, I understand, she said, I really want this man back in my life. Please go ahead and do it. So I did, and about a year after that, I called her back, checking in with her. Uh, about a year went past, and I said, look, we need to talk. What you want to do? You want to shut the work down or keep going? And she was like, Rodney, no, let's keep going. I have faith in this. I have faith in this. And I did what the client said, and in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, man, 10 years. You know, that's a goddamn brick wall that we're trying to break down. That's right. But uh, about eight months after that, she calls me all tickle pink. He calls out of the blue, said he wants to fly over there and see her uh, and to talk. So he did, and what it was, he had the same feelings after 10 years. 
They got back together. She sold all her businesses that she was running in uh, Virginia, flew back. I think he lived in San Francisco. And the last time I talked to her, she invited me to the wedding. Oh, so wow. after 10 years, it took maybe two and a half years. And that's about the longest run I ever had. And I began to get nervous after a year. But oh. she stuck with it. She, what I call hitting it, she hit the work every day like clockwork. Oh. That's the only way this works. A lot of people want it. They think that's it. It's out. It's going to be done. No, it's not a phone app. You have to be patient. I understand right. that you heard and I've been through that. You know, everybody been through it in their life. I understand that hole you have in your heart, but let it work. Um, the easiest ones I find is when you do uh, money work and prosperity work for business owners. Um, these people are going to get out there and hustle. So they're going to see more manifestation than anybody else. Even hookers, pimps, drug dealers, these people out there are hustling, dude. They're going to turn a damn profit left and right. That's right. And other people come to have a regular job, a nine-to-five job, hitting the, um, the time clock, a salary, and you do the work for them. And I explain to them, look, you might see something in a raise you didn't think you was going to get, a bonus you didn't think you was going to get, some kind of damn rebate you had no idea you was going to get. That's It's mm. going to be slow and trickling. And they expect when they open their back door the next morning, they're going to trickle over a big old suitcase full of $1,000 bills. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't work like that. Magic right. presents an opportunity. you got to seize it. That's right. If there's nothing to really seize, you can't get mad at it. And they fall back, well, why the hell am I paying you the money to do it? I told you from the beginning before I told you where to send the, uh, the money to, how this was going to work. Right. So they, they don't want to hear when they're wrong. But if they stick with it and stick with it and stick with it, it works. I mean, it will work. It's just more people have more opportunities to seize. And it is getting to the point where love works. It's that's uh, getting a little ridiculous. Uh, right. They're coming to you with all kind of problems. This, that, and the other thing. And they, uh, this is getting this is this is the weird part. I hadn't seen for years. They'll break up, and the guy goes four houses down to a new woman. And it's like, really? And you didn't see this coming before you called me? Uh, so, and a lot, a lot more. They want binding work done. This, that, another thing. Right. The best, the best love word to do is when they call you up. Look, this woman in the office. We talk to each other. We see each other doing, you know, doing a day. We, we had to go out. We speak. Uh, we sit down, eat lunch together. We share a conversation. That's the ones I love. Man, that's right. 100% success before I did anything to it because one, there's no, correct. no anger, no betrayal, no uh, no hurting, no words that were sent. I was told a long time ago by my grandmother and my mother, a word is like a bullet. Once you squeeze the trigger, you can't call that bitch back. Right. Uh, now, people will say, I forgive you, but way down deep in their psyche, that's stirring around waiting to come back up again. So that's the best work I like to do like that. Hmm. Okay, it's that is getting to the part. I'm just dying to have somebody call me up and do some real dark work because I'm. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm getting rusty on that bad boy. I hear you. I hear you. But I'm glad. I'm glad you bring that up because you know I deal talk with a lot of people and and they don't. And I'm glad you touched on it because they don't. They don't understand sometimes. It don't mean you just do something once or twice and just sit back and don't like you say don't do anything to, you know, approve the situation, like when, like if it's finances, I mean, you don't just do a, a prosperity ritual and then don't, don't get out there, don't hustle, don't do anything. And I think that's why I said earlier, I think people get confused and think this is a fix all 
in one quick fix, and that's not how this works. And I'm glad you explained it because I hear you talk about it on your videos, um, and I don't think people understand sometimes, you know, the process of how this works. And I always, when I talk to people, I tell them the same thing. I make sure crystal clear, you know, how this works, the, you know, the circumstances governing it, the outcomes and things of that nature. Uh, but like you say, sometimes they don't hear that. They just, they already got locked in their mind. They they set a bar sometimes for expectations that are just not realistic. And so I'm, I'm, I'm glad you touched on that. All right, so what we're going to do now, Brother Rodney, uh, we're going we're gonna to have to start taking some calls and some questions for you because we've got a bunch of people waiting. We'll try to get as many in as we can uh, going to the top of that. Okay, so if you are in the chat and you are not on the phone and you would like to get on the phone and call in and, and uh, you know, have a question or comment or speak to uh, uh, Boko or Rodney Coleman, if you go right to the bottom of your chat, you'll see the dial-in number. It's right there at the bottom. It's 724-444-7444. Uh, you'll see the ID number it's going to ask you for, the call ID, which is 134-778-POUND. And then it's going to ask you for the PIN, which is the number one, and then the pound symbol. That is if you are in the chat and you would like to get on the call and speak to Brother Rodney, uh, that's what you would have to do. I see your questions already in the chat. I'm going to rotate between the chat and and the uh, phone lines. If you are on the phone lines, a couple rules. Uh, people sometimes forget to unmute their phone. Please unmute your phone because some people have not registered you don't have a screen name, but we have multiple people on from the same state, so we can only identify you by the state. So if we call your particular state out, speak out loud. If it's your if you if it's your phone line that's opened up, you'll be the only one able to speak. Everybody else is in the queue. Um, we do recommend uh, if you are a regular listener to go to talkshow.com, register for a screen name when you call in. Uh, it's easy for us to recognize. It's free. There is no charge to do it. Uh, just makes it a little bit easier to communicate. So make sure your phone is on mute. If you do have it on mute, and when we call you, make sure you unmute it because sometimes we can hear you, but you can't hear us, and the reason why you can't hear us is you forgot to unmute your phone. Uh, so I just want to be crystal clear on that. All right, so uh, I'm going to go to the phone lines first, and I saw some of the questions typed in earlier. I will scroll up to the beginning of the chat, and I will go through the questions. I'm just going to take them as they come in order. I'm not going in any you know particular system, all right? Uh, so the first call that we got in the queue, uh, screen name is Colormax Ones. If I said that right, are you on the call? Can you hear me? Colormax One, can you hear me? I'm not sure if your phone is unmuted. Uh, I'm gonna come back to you. All right, let's go to the next call. All right, the next call that we got on the line is from Southeast Pennsylvania. Anybody there from Southeast Pennsylvania? Hello. Yes, you're on the call. How you doing, brother? You're on the call. You got a question or a comment for Brother Rodney? Yeah, yeah I got a question for Rodney. Um, when you do blood rights, right, do you have to be a vegetarian? Hello? Uh, I don't think I understand if he's asking uh, oh, about... Well I'm, about... Well, well, I'm a vegetarian, and I got to give blood rights. So, no, how you doing, Rodney? It's Melvin. How you doing? Hey, Melvin. How you doing, man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was listening to the question, brother. I was like, "Yo, where's he going?" <laughs> but no, man. Um, I, I agree with you. The same thing. Like when when I have my clients and everything, everybody will be asking for blood work. Anybody that's listening to my, or any of my clients that's listening to this, this is my real voice. Anybody that they get love work done, we can't predict the time or the day or the time. Like this is this is nerve wracking. Some people have mental that's right. illness. They think they think this shit happened overnight. It's not going to happen. It's too That's much right. baggage. It's too much things. And after I do your work, I get drained out for a day. People don't understand being a root worker, like, how hard it is. That's right. 
That's right. Melvin is correct. I mean, uh, uh, of course, that's Melvin Brown of the Voodoo Show. We call Melvin the Angie's List of Root Workers. Uh, Okay. (laughs) He gets us us on board, and if we screw up, he burns the hell out of us and and just does it on air. But uh, I understand what he's saying, and we spoke about that before. Uh, The blood, uh, you really need to stay away from that and let the... Oh, of course, of course. That was just just a troll-ass question. (laughs) <laughs> but oh, yeah. like, but honestly, what do you think when people with mental illness should, should do with a root work? What a root work should do with somebody with mental illness? Let's just say that's somebody really want to get somebody killed. Well, that's a really good question. That part of mental illness, uh, you can ask somebody, and it's not too many people are gonna say, "Yeah, I've been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia." Um, so they're gonna hide that. So you've already you've already gotten involved in the work, and then you find, whoa, hold on, um, you know they have a hidden agenda. One, they don't pay attention to what you're saying, and they ask a million questions, and you draw on everything a picture form, and damn, they're becoming Picasso, and they still don't understand. They ask the questions, and like I said, with my master's degree, I begin to pull this out and realize, oh shit, they ain't not spiritual here. These people need to have some medication. Okay, I got one more question. I said, what do you think about them them scams that try to offer spiritual dick? Um, oh yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, I think we should burn them. Uh, if if the root workers, the good people in, in the United States, rolls up and try to do something about it, I mean, it would be hard for everybody to do that. Basically, I look at it like this: um, you're preying on somebody's weakness. And why the hell are you going to do that, man? I mean, you're charging these people, and then you call them back in and say, look, i got to put my dick inside of you to remove the demons or pull out the snakes. <laughs> and then they talk this woman into uh, not using the condom because the, the story goes uh, fluids have to mix. And, partner, I mean, you can go out on a date and drop a $1,000 bill on that table and actually, you know, like to have sex without a condom. She's going to kick the money back to you until you get the fuck away from me. Right. Uh, it's basically you raping somebody. And that needs to stop. I I don't know how that can stop because if you go to the law enforcement, I guess you can say it was consensual, but at the same time, there are laws with sex under duress is simple rape. These people aren't root workers, all right? First of all, there's no way. I never asked that in my life. I never had that cross my goddamn mind in my whole career. I mean, really? I got to do that to remove uh, snakes. And I said that on my video just recently. Dude, if it's like that, I understand. It is what it is. If you got a sexy client and y'all want to cut a deal, man, I'll use the spirits in front of you. What, you going to defile every goddamn thing that you do? Right. I, I don't know what the answer to that is, Melvin. I don't know how we can rear up and do something about that. Mm. These people are fly by night. I mean, they'll they'll hide and... Playing sight. I have a, I have a potential client that caught herpes in this situation with that type of scam. Well, yes, I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure a bunch of a bunch of those ladies are walking away nine months later pregnant. Mm. You know that wow. that wasn't removing no 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 demon. <laughs> you just put one in there. That's right. But I, I'm not sure what could be done, and people don't realize shit like that. Man, each, each individual state and the federal government put their goddamn foot down. Uh, look at Canada. I mean, the the root working industry up there took its fall, and the Canadian government had to stand in. 
and they don't realize this. Now, these are the people that's going to mess things up like that. They're going to fall in the background and go be uh, cart pushers at Walmart, and the ones that's out here that uh, that been trained and through bloodline initiation, leaving us standing there holding a bag. Uh, what's the old saying during the Vietnam War? The soldiers were fighting with one hand tied behind their back, another tied to their nuts. You're not going to really move that quick, and these people don't realize this shit. You get enough people in Washington bitching about this, man, they are going to clamp down. And the analogy I like to use is go ask the uh, air traffic controllers about when they got stupid and was it was Reagan, pissed on that fire, took that whole union out. Mm-hmm. That's so, right. I, I, don't know, I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. Uh, Dude, I guess just the good ones got to suffer for the bad ones. I mean, you know, right. that's all I can say. Mm, okay. Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate that. Uh, Brother Melvin, we appreciate you calling in, bro. No problem. I'm out. All right. Peace. All right. I'm going to go to the uh, chat, and then I'll go back to the phone lines. Uh, Brother Seth Afton had typed in two questions. Uh, and, and, again, Brother Rodney, I'm just going to read them to you. Um, his first question is, what is the connection – in your opinion, between Papa Legba and, let's say, working with the root chakra? That's his first question. Or is there any correlation to that in your in your analogy? I, I don't. I guess it is if you're trying to get metaphysical to root chakra. Um, mm-hmm. I guess you could use almost any spirit when you get I into agree. that. Uh, I, I, maybe, yes, Papa Legba would be more uh, wiser and more cooler with that. Yeah, I, I would say yes. If you want to do that like that, yeah, that would be a good choice. I mean, okay, be, be, because when you look at the system, the, the, the traditions, be it uh, it could be um, you know the voodoo, hoodoo practice, it could be Santeria, it could be Ifa, it could even be Candomblé in Brazil, uh, whether it's Papa Legua, Chu, um, Ilegua. Um, I guess if if Seth Aspen is saying it, I'm uh, boy, so it's the road opener. Uh, and, and obviously, most of those traditions and a lot of the rituals, especially Ifa and Santeria, you have to address a leg with pretty much or the road opener before you pretty much do anything. Um, that's just the way that system is set up. So I, I would assume he's connecting it to the, to, to the root chakra because, you know, most people want to start activating their kundalini and shit and they're not grounded in their root chakra. And that's why physically their life is a mess because they're, they're trying to jump from, you know, they're going from A to Z and not, not doing anything in between. His second question is, um, I mean, and this is directed to you, do you necessarily have to deal with blood as a practitioner in voodoo or hoodoo? That's the second question. No, uh, you don't. There's ways around that. Even if you have a uh, ritual where blood is, needs to be offered. Well, let me, let, me, let me back that one up. Blood doesn't have to be offered. Um, you could replace it with uh, uh, fruits, uh, vegetables, okay. um, certain liqueurs, wines, and all that. It, my opinion in that is if it's the ritual that's calling down for initiation and things like that, yes, uh, the blood can be uh, used to uh, to satisfy the uh, particular loas that's in there. But just don't waste things. And right, right. If, if, you, if you don't, don't use the blood. I mean, even if you go to, to your neighborhood uh, butcher and ask them for, uh, in Miami, it'd be either uh, the blood of a pig, uh, the goat, the lamb, the chickens. Right. Uh, right. They, don't even look, they don't even look at you funny when you do that. Um, they'll sell you uh, the mason jar of that. 
what you got to remember is if you keep on, keep on, you're developing an addict that's at, at the end, that's all it wants. And then you try to put fruit in front of it. Uh, it's going to go after blood and it doesn't care where it came from. Right. So okay. I hope that answered that question. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's self-explanatory. And again, you know, again, it always goes back to, you know, educating and that's what you're doing right now. And that's why we wanted to bring you on. Uh, it's always about having the knowledge and the education because, yeah, without that, some people don't have the tools. All right, we're going to go back to the phones. Uh, the next caller I got in the queue is from southeast Michigan. You're on the call. Anybody there from southeast Michigan? Hi. Hey, how you doing? We got you. Can you hear me okay? We got you crystal clear. What you got for us? Oh, okay. Uh, my questions are, why do certain spirits come to us, like in dreams or through thought, and how exactly should you go about working with issue because I was doing some work with a completely different like pantheon. I was working with Kali and Shiva and I had a dream about Oshun and she was saying to me that issue is the one we go to to get it done. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I didn't even know who issue was, so I just wondering if okay. you can answer those questions. So, Rodney, what would you say to somebody like no, Ernest? Uh, yeah. I understand uh, the question as far as the dreams. Um, a lot of times the spirits, uh, Risha's, Loa's, any spirit ancestors come to you in a dream and try to give you signs and omens and guidance. Um, falling back on a master's degree in psychology, you also have to understand that your mind is a supercomputer that we don't know understand how to process. Um, mm-hmm. if, if If you are thinking about a certain thing, uh, in the physical world, as you sleep, that will manifest manifest in the dream state. Right. Um, again, I would suggest um, seeking out a Babalao and uh, asking them that question. Um, I've had a lot of people whose third eye, if you if you will, is beginning to open in their life, and they all begin to see signs. And uh, the Loas or Rishas or spirits are uh, trying to guide them. It's, it's confusing. Um, and the latest question with her dreams, I would suggest seeking out a Babalao and pointing her in the right direction uh, with that uh, issue is uh, is a little, uh, a little bothersome sometimes, uh, very much a trickster. Uh, I, also, I also think a lot of times they'll do good things four times in a row, boom, 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 and the fifth time you take it and set you up for a fall. Now, I don't know if that's for a comic effect on his part or just to, right. to trip you up, but that, that trip up, you might have placed on the line everything that you own in a business or something like that, thinking, okay, I've been guided as far as these four steps. The fifth step comes, now you fall into a bottomless pit. So my answer to her would be I would seek out a Baba Lao and help guide you if you're having these dreams. Uh, maybe it's time for you to be awoken and your spirituality is coming out, but I suggest being guided instead of just taking the dreams and running with them. Right. And, and sis, before you go, I know you mentioned the shoe, and like Brother Rodney was telling you, uh, like we just said a few minutes ago, I don't know if you were listening, um, you'll find Yishu, Yilegwa, uh, Papa Legba, in these different traditions, there's a lot of similarities in the attributes as far as being a road opener, a trickster, um, so I, I would make, you know, do your research in that area too, as far as the, the meanings and there's different paths 
And like Brother Rodney was saying, especially with his shoe, he, he's a trickster, uh, comes in many different forms. Uh, so there's not one particular path uh, when you're working with some of these energies. Some of them have multiple paths, so it's important to understand that. Um, but, yeah, other than that, that's, you know, hopefully that helps you, pushes you in the, you know, in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate you. Thank you. All right, Rodney, let's go back to the uh, chat. Um, again, I'm just going to rotate. Uh, again, I'm just going in order, people. I'm not doing any particular method. I'm just taking them as they were put. All right, Old Soul had typed in uh, some questions a little bit earlier. Uh, the first one was, um, I'm currently, and again, I'm just reading this to you, Rodney, I'm currently in a position where I live with other family members that would not agree with me practicing, I guess, this type of spiritual system. Are there ways I can do work without arising suspicion? And should I be practicing all with them around? They are all Christian. So what would you suggest to somebody maybe not be in a good environment to practice? Um, I understand the question. Once again, uh, falling back to uh, hiding in plain sight Mm -hmm. as it had to be done. Um, You can uh, work with your your spirits even in a place of surrounding where nobody understands. it doesn't mean you have to have an altar at all. It doesn't. Uh, your altar can be a simple thing of a glass of water and a candle. Uh, mm. I call it seven-day candles. It's your intentions right. and your mindset to that one spirit, and they will understand. Um, mm. Maybe if it's a Christian family, they may understand uh, the it candle. Um, the spirit that mm-hmm. you want to work for, I suggest buying the uh, the candles with the Catholic saints on it. If they're Christian, they'll understand this. Hmm. Um, your method doesn't have to be put out. Um, it's real simple. You can still serve and not be out there with an altar, as I'm sitting in my altar room right now, uh, with altars all over the place, my customers, and, and of course, my own altar. But it could be yeah, I hear you working, there. bro. I hear you working the whole time while you've been doing this. I hear <laughs> I hear you moving around. I hear you making stuff. <laughs> I, I, okay. I got. I, I got. I have to keep moving. Uh, I hear you. I, I, hear I, I told. A, I told a very close friend of mine that uh, I have an A game. I have to reach, and I'm going to reach the damn thing. But I, I, I hope that answered that question. I mean, you, you don't have no. to have a full blown altar if it's a Catholic surrounding. Uh, just whatever spirit you're working with is going to have either Santeria or Voodoo, a Catholic counterpart. Right. Seek that out. Uh, you can bless it on your own. You can consecrate that candle on your own. Uh, I, I want to throw this in, too. Uh, might I mention this? Just because you have the Catholic saint, the counterpart, you're not really working with that spirit. Uh, you have to infuse it with that spirit because you try to work with it and say you're trying to work with uh, Papa Legba, I said this. Um, and you have St. Lazarus, St. Peter. Unless you get it up for that that one spirit, that, that spirit, you're basically just reaching out to that Catholic saint. So things might not move the way you want to. Uh, many places and uh, uh, botanicas will explain to you the step-by-step. Or they'll do it at the store itself, and now you're on the road. So actually when you're standing there, you're talking to the spirit you want to talk to, not this Catholic saint. And uh, that's important. Uh, mm. You think you're working with the uh, Loire, and actually you're talking to a Catholic saint. Or you have right. a statue you bought and you didn't do anything with it, feed it, infuse it, baptize it, and basically you're talking to an inanimate object. <laughs> you know, uh, the old saying is I'm trying to talk you through a soundproof door. That ain't going to cut it. 
Right. But the, I think the answer to the question is, if I understood it, yes, you could practice uh, out in the open, unseen. If the Catholic uh, uh, environment you're in, they will understand the, uh, the the Catholic vaulted candle and just a glass of water. That's it. That's all you need. I mean, people think you need this elaborate one thousand uh, dollar altar. You don't. Right. It's real simple. Right. Right. I hope that answered that first one. Yeah, I'm sure. And I hope that uh, helped you out also. And that's a good point, Rodney, because we tell people that all the time. It's always about your intentions. Um, and I tell people that all the time. Um, you can do a magic, as you said, just, just as, as effective and simple, like you say, with just a candle and a glass of water. And, yeah, you know, if you have the ability to set up the elaborate thing, they just kind of might, might for you personally enhance it. But, yeah, uh, it's a very important. Like you say, it's about your intentions. Well, like right. I said, intentions is falling back to the days where we had to hide our intentions. And it's still in the 21st century, it is. I mean, we won't get burned at the stake or hung. Right. But, you know, they'll, they'll throw out the words uh, devil worshiping, Satan, and that's not it. You know, so, that's, so that's ha- having said that, Brother Rodney, well, this is this actually coming from me. I want to get your, your, your feedback on this before I take the next phone call. Uh, in this day and time, we know, like like you mentioned earlier, you know, during during the times uh, when the slave masters had a, a lot of uh, these, you know, Afri- Africans practitioners in in slavery, they had to disguise the you know the propitiation of these deities, and they synchronized them with Catholic saints. You know, you see this also in the Santeria tradition. You know, sometimes when people drive by a botanica, they may not be educated to it; they don't understand it. They see all these religious icons. Um, and not really understanding, then they go inside and they might get thrown off a little bit, et cetera. In, in your opinion, like you say, in this day and time, I know I've gotten different feedback on this. Some people say, well, they, people still use the synchronization with Catholic saints because obviously there is that, you know, this is where that Catholicism or that Christianity influence comes in these traditions, and we, it's still there today. You see it. In 2017, you know, I've, had, I've heard both sides. Some people say, you know, they don't feel the need, you know, why are we still using that in 2017 that we should be promoting them, you know, for the African images that they were. Some people say, well, it's still just tradition. In, in your estimation, I know you said, you know, to some, to some extent and some aspect, you do still work with some of them. Um, have you found, I mean, in, in, in your opinion, does it matter if someone like did or did not, if they had completely omitted the Christian influence from their work or, or they incorporated it? Um, would that make any difference per se, or or does it have any different effect if you if you maybe go outside the norm of the tradition? That's that's a very good question, and my answer, as I like to emphasize, this is my answer. Uh, you can break away from it. Um, my opinion to this is these spirits have been uh, linked up to these Catholic uh, spirits and images for so long. It may be trying to break up a family. Uh, that's how I look right. at it. Um, it's no sign of disrespect, but um, yes, if you want to break away completely and, and do that, no, I, I don't see any any problem with that. Uh, okay. Myself and uh, I just feel that they were given this for a reason uh, by people that had to do it to protect their lives and their family. As a sign of respect, I still uh, do that. Gotcha. I mean, on my on my working altar, I'll have. Uh, uh, like I said, one for Baron Samedi, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll work with the, I have a, the image of uh, Saint Expedite or Saint uh, right. Martin de Porres, one mm-hmm. of them, just to honor the past. Okay, gotcha. If, no, if that, that makes, makes sense. sense. 
Okay. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. I tell people, you know, you 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 know, sometimes in experimenting with things, you know, you got to find out what works for you. Um, and I tell exactly. people, getting results and it works for you, that's what you're supposed to do. Because I think questions like that, there's not one particular answer, you know, because I think I think that's in my opinion, that's the wrong way to approach it. When you're looking for one particular answer, we're kind of back to structured so-called, you know, religion restriction. I mean, it's just my opinion. I'm not speaking for you, Brother Rodney, or anybody else. I just think that's part of the uniqueness of this path. You, you kind of got to feel out what works for you because there's going to be some shit that doesn't even do anything for you. There's going to be some stuff that works for you that may not work for others. So I, I think that's kind of a feel-out process. You just, and, I, and I'm glad you addressed that. But well, no, I, I, agree, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you very much with that. Mm-hmm. And I agree with what you said. Like you said, I, I completely understand, you know, your methodology and why you'll still utilize something. But I'm glad you shared that with us. All right, let's go back to the phone again. People, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to try to get to as many people as I can. Uh, the next caller in the queue is from Northeast California. You're on the call. Northeast California. Can you hear me? Hello, anybody there from Northeast California? If your phone's on mute, you got to unmute it. All right, going once, Northeast California. Hi. Hey, we got you. Sorry, I'm a little All little right. Little. What's okay, going on? How you doing tonight, sis? Oh, I'm enjoying the um the beautiful broadcast. Uh, respect to uh, you, Brother Bernini, and Brother Ravana Noon, and the um and the guest speaker tonight. I'm I had a couple of questions, but uh, I don't know. Can you hear me okay? Because I'm driving. No, no, you're good. We can hear you. Go ahead. If you got a question for Brother Rodney, go ahead. Shoot. Yeah, I do. Um. I wanted to ask him about his, because um, I heard the, the really, really diverse um, resume he had, you know, coming in. And um, one of the things that has kind of been perplexing to me, I'm glad, Brother Benidi, you asked him the question about, you know, um, what did he think about people who had not been initiated, you know, uh, going down this path, because I... Um, I struggle with um, some of the things that are, like, you know, really, really foreign to me. You know, it's like a, um, a turnoff. I have to go with things that are um, a lot more organic. And what I mean by that is if, you know, certain things, you know, that I wasn't, that I didn't grow up with or just not familiar, I just can't, you know, I just can't go down that road. It's just, it just doesn't. Um, resonate with me, and you know, by me having um, a sense of spirituality, and you know, working with a with a child who I know is also you know uh, a very very spiritual being, I like to know like when did you um, did you have a sense of spirituality as a young child, or did you just um, because of your, you know, where you grew up or, you know, how did you decide that this was a path for you? You know, when did that awakening, like, you know, happen for you? Daddy. I'm, I'm glad you asked that. I was ready to answer this question uh, 10 seconds after you started it. Uh, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> okay. initiation, I'm, I'll, initiation that's, that's not written in stone. If, okay. uh, you've been, if you've been picked, the spirits are going to come to you. You don't need initiation. It will be a slower process in learning, but no, just because you didn't pay uh, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, fifty thousand dollars to be initiated, that don't mean jack did the squat. Um, 
if they want to work with you, they're going to work with you. Just as I said before, you have to find out who who's going to walk with you. Um, the second part of the question is, um, well, I guess the same as, as the first part. Um, I knew at an early age that um, that I had different things in me. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that's why I was passed. And my sisters were passed, and it, it got to me. Um, yeah, I knew it, didn't know what to do with it until they started showing me the ways of uh, first Rada, and uh, then uh, with my grandfather pulling me into the book. But uh, I knew, I had a feeling, I didn't know what it was, like a lot of people. And of course, being that, that age and being raised in that environment, it's almost second nature. But it didn't bother okay. my sisters like that at all. I mean, it didn't, it didn't phase them, it didn't worry them. So I guess I was chosen from the beginning. And um, no, to, to answer your question, no initiation. I, a lot of people say you have to be initiated, and to me, if you've been picked, no, you don't need initiation. You might not be luckily made, but they're offering their help to you, and I would take that and run with it. I would just make sure who I'm running with, if that makes any sense. Yep. It makes a lot of sense. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. No, That's no, all no, I needed to know. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, we appreciate you, sis. Thanks for calling in. All right. All right, real quick, Ron, before I go to the next question, uh, I got a few more, uh, so we, we will try to move this consistently. Hopefully we can get to everybody. Um, and you're Speaking of Baron Samdi, um, I'm in New Orleans there, maybe, or maybe you can tell me of your experience, uh, especially in the Caribbean or Haiti, um, Freemasonry is very synonymous with Baron Samdi. A lot of... Mm-hmm. I know a lot of Haitian uh, practitioners that, you know, venerate the law, you know, the, the, the spirit of Baron Samdi. Um, a lot of them, you know, are Masons. And you will see some of the depictions of Baron Samdi. You'll see him wearing the top hat, uh, mm-hmm. the tuxedo, the apron, uh, which is how the worshipful master dresses in the laws. And, and Masonry is a little different uh, as it's practiced in the Caribbean and Africa than it is over here in the United States. Is, is, is there any connection with that in the New Orleans tradition? Do you see... In New Orleans, um, is there any connection with masonry and that particular uh, Baron Samdi? Is there any of that there? Uh, and I'm asking that because obviously I'm not too familiar, um, you know, with the connection with that there. Or is, it, is that not really as much connected in that tradition over there? That, that's a very good question. And the answer is to that it is connected. I myself as a mason. Um, oh, okay. I became right. a mason uh, when I joined the New Orleans Police Department. A lot of masons were there. And I thought it was just because, uh, because. <laughs> And then I began yeah, to realize. Me and Brother Ravonna. Yeah, we're Masons too. So, Okay. So yeah. it, it was like, okay, I thought it was, you know, what to do. And then I realized um, it was hooked to voodoo. And right. um, so after that, I was kind of cool with it. Um, but it is uh, here, and I think a lot uh, in the Caribbean and in Haiti, uh, a lot too. But yes, right. Baron Samdi and, and include all the barons. Um, the Great Mason, Baron Lacroix, that's right. Yeah, is is very prevalent. And like I said, you'd be surprised um, in one department how many Masons there are. And it's not because oh, yeah. of Mason, being Mason, Mason is hooked to voodoo. But once again, you're hiding in plain sight, if that makes sense. No, it makes complete sense because we, we've known over the years uh, you know, when you, like, the, the, let's just say the average uh, European-American Mason, that, that's more religious-centered. But when you deal, as you say, what you're talking about, there is that, that aspect connected to it 
uh, you know, Pudu and uh, Baron Samdi and Masonry. There is there is that connection in certain uh, circles. But yeah, no, I'm glad that that definitely answers that question. Um, because again, I'm not too 100% familiar with you know the system there, and obviously you being born and raised there, obviously would know better. Uh, definitely appreciate that. All right, so let's go to our next call. Next caller on the line is uh, Cleveland. We got a caller on the line from Cleveland. Anybody there from Cleveland? Cleveland, can you hear me? Cleveland, anybody there from Cleveland? Uh, if your phone is muted, you must unmute it or we can't hear you. All right, going once, Cleveland. Going twice, Cleveland. Going three times, Cleveland. All right, we will come back to you. Can't get Cleveland on the phone. All right, next caller. We're just going to go to the next one. South Carolina, upstate. Anybody there from South Carolina? Upstate. Hello? Hello, South Carolina. I don't know if you guys are listening, but got feedback. Anybody in South Carolina, can you hear me? They must be listening, and a lot of background noise. We're going to skip that call and go to the next call. Uh, let's bring my good brother, Duma730. What's going on, brother? Hey, how's it going, brother? Hey. Brother Beniti. Going on? How's it over there in D.C., man? Hey, we can't complain, man. Just making it do what it do. <laughs> good to hear that. What you got for Brother Rodney? You got questions, comments, concerns? Talk to us, brother. Um, actually, I came in late, so I'm just uh, listening because I, I just okay. dropped in. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. What you might want to do, brother, you, 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 up until this point, I know you're usually here on a regular weekly basis. You definitely want to catch yeah. the replay in the archives, man, because bro, Brother Rodney was dropping some jewels. Um, I definitely so I, am. Yeah, when it, after it's done, you know, it'll it'll upload a couple minutes after it's over. You definitely want to check it out. But uh, I, we appreciate the check-in, man. And, uh, Thank you. Appreciate you guys. You got it, brother. All right, let's uh, go back to online, and I'll go back to the phones. Uh, all right, this question, uh, Brother Rodney, is from guest number 11. That's all it says. Uh, we don't have a name. Um, and this is a good question, actually. Uh, it's actually, he's got, this person's got two questions. So the first one is, how do you know you're really working with Aloha, not just your imagination? What's your thoughts on that? That's a good one. Um <laughs> I guess that's uh, what we like to call being carnal. You have to shake that. If you're working with the Loa and you think it's your imagination, um, your imagination should be telling you things to the questions that you're asking. Um, I would suggest uh, just clearing your mind and allow the information to come in and you pick and choose what may be your imagination, what may be the true answer. Right. Um, I find that hard myself. My mind is constantly, constantly moving uh meditation for me yeah i can't do that i mean mm. i'll start off real good and then i'm way off in the left field thinking about something but uh even if you have the inclination of thinking that they're speaking to you just listen and then sit back after or write it down is even better and you'll be able to tell what was coming to you as information and what was in your psyche that mm. was saying it's going to be two different things when you look at it in writing um, gotcha. uh, that's spiritual and then falling back uh, clinically. That would be my answer if it make any sense. Got you. That may, no, that does make sense. Now, I know you mentioned, because I know, you, like you said, you have experience in psychology. you got education in that department. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Brother Ravana Noon can attest to this, too. We, we've met some nutcases over the years. Um, <laughs> and, 
Yeah, I'm going to keep it real with you. Um, what, what would you say from that? This is more of a psychological question. This per se may not be a, uh, a spiritual uh, protect. It's kind of connected to what we're talking about. We've run into a lot of people over the years where they get, they get locked into a pantheon. And I want you to maybe you can tie in the cycle or if you've had any experience or, or a situation. We run into people that might be into the comedic system, working with a lot of Egyptian deities or the West African traditions, working with a lot of those, et cetera. Um, as you said, the mind, when you start absorbing things, it, it, it has an influence. Now, we start seeing some of these people, they start to think they're incarnations of these particular deities. I mean, in a whacked out way. We're not talking about, uh, we, we know in some of these systems there's a, there's, there's a system of mounting, uh, you know, initiates, and I've seen non-initiates can get mounted, as they say, or, or rode by spirit at certain ceremonies. I'm not talking about that. We, we're talking about people that actually think there are a rebirth or reincarnation of the spirits. Psychologically, where does that imbalance come in? Because sometimes a person that gets that far gone, like we run into people who think they're Horus, for an example. They literally think that they're Horus. Um, where does that – to me, it's a weakness because it's, it's hard to reach those people. Where, where does that psychological imbalance come from? What, what made them susceptible or opened them up spiritually you understand, to that, to that weakness? Or have you ever encountered in your working that somebody thought they were a particular spirit or deity and you might have to do some work on them? I mean, you know, some might call it an exorcism or something like whatever, but have you had any, any, any uh, run-ins with that in your work over the years? That's a very good question. Yes, I have. Um, you brought up the Egyptian uh, aspect mm-hmm. of it, uh, the person thinking they're Horus. Uh, not clinically, I'll have to say this. Um, the Egyptian spirits, Horus or Osiris, these are very strong influences. Mm-hmm. Um, if you read a lot about it and stuff like that, and my opinion is this, if you think you're Osiris and you drive a taxi cab, then it's not happening. You're going to be... In, <laughs> well, no, if you, was that, if you was that powerful in the past, that's what you're going to be today. Now, granted, right. you may not be uh, that powerful, but I guarantee you, you will be a lawyer, a uh, politician that has a lot of power. I agree. Uh, you have to come back to what you was. Um, I, when I leave again, I know I'm not going to come back as uh, the next king of England. Never was. I have to come right. back. To what I, you know, it doesn't work like that. And a weaker mind or a mind that has, let us say, uh, not the right electrode snapping. Mm-hmm especially with the Egyptian pantheon, that's easy to pick up and you see yourself as this, oh, yes, I do this and I relate to this and, yes, I, I relate to the uh, the Sirius star or mm-hmm. the uh, the Orion uh, star cluster. Right. Uh, we're boarding on, uh, not schizophrenia, but um, a delusional base because, once again, mm-hmm. If you thought you was Horace and you're driving a taxi cab, maybe you need to back up a little bit and rethink right. something. Um, now you That's may right. have had, you may have been uh, with Egyptian uh, spirits in you. You may have been a priest, or I hate to say this, a slave. But right. you're not going to come back as Horace and, like I said, driving a taxi. It doesn't work mm. like that. If you're allowed to come back, you're going to come back as powerful as you was before because you still have this information. It may be locked down in you, and you get bits and pieces of it. But uh, that, if it doesn't hurt anything, 
besides everybody saying that, that you're not bolted down good, really won't hurt anybody, and you try to take that away from you, may do more damage than good. Uh, gotcha. Uh, if you live like that, that's fine, but as long as you don't try to pull shit that horse with a pull in the day, you, you should be all right. Because, like I said, sometimes trying to remove that does more damage to the psyche than leaving it. Right. Okay. So I, don't, I hope that made sense on that one. No, no, no. Most, most, most definitely. But you bring up a good point, you know. And again, it's not that I'm just, yeah, yeah. If you're flipping hamburgers at McDonald's, I'm not knocking anybody. If that's what you do to make a living, you got to do what you got to no, do. No, no, yes. Of course, I'm not saying that. Right. But no, but like you say, you wouldn't, you would come back, you know, as powerful or more powerful than you were. And I think that's where the disconnect comes. Um, because I believe, like you said, psychologically, even with dreams, when we were talking to the sister earlier, you start feeding your mind constantly with stuff, you know, it has a strong influence on you. Just as simple, like you said, you can go to sleep that night. Your dreams can be influenced by the day's events, et cetera. So, you know, we've run into some people because, like you say, they absorbed or they gravitated towards something that, uh, you know, they just, clank, you know, locked onto it and they, you know, started becoming a bit delusional. But, no, that definitely answers the question. No, but, no I, I, agree with that. I agree with that very much. And say if you're flipping um, burgers at any place, and I'm not, I'm not downing that, that's where I think that's where the illusions start. Uh, you sit down, you start reading these Galatians and the Egyptian uh, pantheon of the pharaohs. You want you want to be that because you know what your life is. Correct. And that's okay. That's okay as long as you can wrap yourself in a light blanket. Don't mm. do not walk around your house dressed as a pharaoh, or you know <laughs> something like that. I mean, because eventually. Uh, a mind is like a water pipe. You keep putting pressure on it, it's going to break. It's going to rupture. I agree. I agree 100%. All right, let's go to our next caller. Uh, next caller says, Southwest Florida. Anybody there from Southwest Florida? Can you hear me? You're on the call. Southwest Florida. Anybody there? Southwest Florida. Anybody there going once? Southwest Florida going twice. And Southwest Florida going three times. All right, couldn't plug in. We're going to go to the next call. Keep it moving. All right, next call on the line just says Southeast Missouri. Anybody there from Southeast Missouri? Hey, Benito, what's going on? What's going on? Who are we speaking to? Who is this? This is... This is Lucia. Lucia, what's going on? How are you doing? Hey, Ravana. Good to have you back. Um, so I have a uh, quick question. How are you doing, Rodney? How are you doing, Lucia? I've doing? been very fascinated with... Uh, uh, I remember how you said you kind of just stick to the background and you don't speak to people about the things you do. <laughs> and you're you're saying that these things have been calling you well. These I really can relate with you on that. I come from a, a Native American background, oh. so the things I've been doing in the ritual work I've been doing with Universal Awakening Minds and the things I've been doing on my own, um, I dare not speak any of this to them because <laughs> I know that that would just be really uh, out of the question at this point. Some of the things I mess with. And I've visited twice home since I've been doing these workings. And each time I've gone home to my ancestral spirits, the things have gotten stronger to the point where um, I came in my grandmother's house and all of a sudden the dogs and animals and everything started going crazy. And there's a big uh, taboo about those that do dark workings at home. Mm -hmm. And she came up to me and she was like, that means those dark sorcerers are outside. And I was thinking in my head, like, dog, do you know who you have in your house right now? 
I was kind of um, wondering how, I don't want to say introduce my family to it, but I don't know if I should just stay away because of these weird things happening all the time every time I come around or if that's just something that needs, I need to keep building up. I think I understand your question. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense uh, about bringing your family around. Uh, I'm going to use the old terminology um, here in the South. Um, I don't know if you understand it. Uh, that's called pissing on the fire and calling the dogs. That's not going to happen. I mean, you're trying to bend. So should I just stay away at this point? No, I'm not I'm not telling you to stay away from your family. But uh, if I understand the, the question right, when you get there, certain things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you need to uh, yourself before you get there gear yourself down. Um, you're not realizing that you're probably at full throttle, and animals pick up on this. Um, mm-hmm. They're not saying anything evil, but you're confusing the hell out of them. You know, um, you're not scaring them or anything. They just don't understand because they're picking up on this. I, if you if you think that's something you need to do, sweetheart, uh, I, you know, I can't tell you, I'm back you 100. percent If you try to convince your whole family, but no, 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 that's not what I want. I'm just saying I don't want to be revealed for what I'm doing. So I'm saying at this point, it's, oh it's, no, yeah, okay, just just do I just yourself say, down. kind of keep my distance, like with the spoon, and you know, you know, I love yeah. y'all, but over there, it, it, yeah, if you want to do that. But um, I also know I picked up and worked uh, for eight years with a, a Native American shaman in the uh, swamps of uh, Terrebonne Parish, and I was enlightened to many things of uh, Native American work. Um, there is a way that you can, uh, how can I say it? I've uh, seen great change in my family since I started, uh, well, I guess you could say great change in myself to the point where things have gotten improved with my family relationships, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's time for me to re-enter that platform just yet, like been trying, you know, be there constantly with them. I don't know. I've always kind of been to myself, so I'm just trying to figure no, no. out how to maneuver and keep that, yeah. but every time I go back, the ancestral connection kind of kicks in harder and even bigger, and I don't know how to be there and not be there at the same time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, it's the whole time of um, being of this world but not in this world. Yes. Um, all thing I can say, sweetheart, is if if the uh, spirits are working that, that much, especially the uh, Native American spirits, um, ask them to uh, calm your thoughts and to calm your spirit, and you'll see a big difference when you get around your family. Um, you'll be masking yourself, and uh, you might see things a little bit different, and they may see things a little bit different. Um, that's the only advice I can give you, if that makes sense. There is ways to do that. You know that yourself through meditation and asking the uh, the spirits of uh, the Native American culture. And people kind of uh, laugh and scoff at it, but... Uh, these people had it together. I mean, more than sometimes in any other religion. But uh, I would suggest uh, to see if you can maybe meditate and just gear yourself down a little bit, not not your physical um, self, but your spiritual self, and you'll find oh. out things will work a little bit better. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm sorry if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does. It makes okay. sense. Thank you. All right, let's see. We appreciate your call, and uh, I'm not sure if we're going to see you next week, uh, but we got the event next week. I'm not sure if you're going to be there. If not, uh, but we'll talk to you soon. All right, bye-bye. All right, peace. 
right. Uh, so let's go to. Uh, right, let's see if we can squeeze them all in. We got a few more. Let's see if we can get them in. We're almost, we're almost uh, at the at the end here. Uh, let me see something to scroll up here. Let's go to. Oh, wow. Bear with me. I mean, my, my screen shot down. I'm just trying to pull it back up. Okay, there we go. Sorry about that. A little technical difficulty there. All right, next uh, caller in the queue, we got Sassy D. Anybody there? Sassy D, you're on the call. Can you hear me? Sassy D, can you hear us? You're on the call. Is your phone muted? You have to hit the unmute button. All right, going once for Sassy D. Going twice. Going three times. All right. Sassy D cannot hear us or her phone is unmuted. Again, uh, if your phone is muted, I know some people might be listening and they step away, you hit the mute button. If you don't unmute it, you're not going to hear when you get queued in. So, again, as we go through the call, let's please listen. And if your your phone is muted, please unmute it. All right. Let's go to the next call we got is Smiley with the locks. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right, what you got for us? Just talk to us. What you got for Brother Rodney? Um, greetings, Brother Rodney. Um, I have really enjoyed listening to you speak a wealth of knowledge and 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 the way you um, deliver the information. It's, it's very sound. You know, just that way you deliver it. I, I really do appreciate it. I get a lot um, from that. Um, a lot of questions <laughs> that I had has been asked and answered, but you made a comment in the end, and I, and to me, felt kind of brushed over or not really recognized or whatever. Uh, you mentioned that you would like to get back into doing uh, some dark, dark work. Oh, that's right. Dark work. Just, uh, and, and my curiosity is for you, what is that? What would that be? Then I have a follow-up question, depending on the answer. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that that could take a while. Dark work is uh, uh, maybe not accepted. Um, just it's all it's all good here, Rodney. You can be straight to the point. Trust me, brother. Uh, okay. Uh, it's all good here. Is, uh, okay. <laughs> To me, dark work is somebody coming to me and transferring $150,000 into a certain account mm-hmm. and uh, removing somebody. Um, mm-hmm. That's the fourth end of our tradition. But uh, mm-hmm. just, do, just doing evil little things, just to prod people. Um, when you're trained like that and you're geared up for that, a lot of times when you're doing a lot of love work, or process, you're just sitting there going, boy, I'd like to just stick somebody in the ass with this pen. Uh, right. <laughs> it, it, it It's awakening. Um, you have to know how to handle it because it will drain you. Um, I've got works I do when I'm out in the swamps, quiet by myself. That's the only place I do these kind of things. Um, I bleed like a stuck pig out of my nose. This is a payment. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a con, yang and yang, off and on. Uh, that's cool. I mean... And when I was younger, I would do that a drop of a hat as I got older. It's got to the point where the crime has to fit the punishment. Um, you can't ask me to have this person wrap their vehicle around a telephone pole just because uh, 
he stole your lunch out of the refrigerator at the office. Okay. Um, right. Years years ago, I did it with pride and you know relished it, but now as I got older, um, and working on the streets and realizing how fragile human life is, um, the crime has to fit the punishment. But I still would like to uh, keep sharp on that. Understood. Um, understood. That's why I wanted to ask just just for that, because then the follow up question is this. Um, the, the crime has to fit the punishment. Now, uh, do you work off a time frame, or does someone has to work off a time frame? For instance, let's say something happened to somebody as a child, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that they've they're older, coming into themselves, they they can do something about it now. Would that still be considered something as doing a, a dark work and doing it for the right reason and not just doing it because you because you can do it? It all it all depends. It all depends on the reason. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Please go ahead. No, no, I was I was just saying this because it sounds like you you'd be referring to like rape or molestation. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I, I kind of understood what she was saying. Um. No, I mean, in Leviticus it says Jesus on his left hand controlled demons. So we can't worry about dark work and paying for it. Um, if something like that happened and now you can do something about it, um, yeah, I mean, what I call reaching out and touching someone, that crime mm. fits the punishment. Mm. Okay? Um, mm. You don't have to worry about recourse or anything like that as long as your intentions are true. Uh, mm. And be honest with your dark work. Uh, is the fastest striking. That's right. I mean, for some reason, it just it's like priority over not express and knocking somebody in, on the ass. <laughs> but um, yeah, something like that. If you can't do something like that, and I would have to talk to you and counsel you, being a bokor, and then using my uh, psychology degree to make sure that this isn't something that was delusional. This actually happened. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I would take about a week with you if I found out that was true to make sure this is what you want. And I would give you every day for about two hours, this could happen, X, Y, Z. Next day, this can happen, X, Y, Z. Do not call me back up when this person accidentally stepped in front of a bus. This person accidentally put a gun in their mouth and pulled the trigger. Uh, this person accidentally got shot in the head while it was being robbed. That's the kind of work I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. I, I will counsel you before that because I do not want you to come back to me and say, I didn't think this was going to happen. I told you a week ahead of time this was going to happen. Once again, I squeezed the trigger. I can't call a bullet back. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if, if you can reach out and clap somebody after all these years holding this uh, indignity inside you, I don't see a problem with it, sister. I mean, if you can do it, swing the bat and see what happens. Hmm. Makes sense. Understood. All right. Well, thank you. I know it's other callers. I, I appreciate it. I know it's other callers. I appreciate that. I just was wondering about that because uh, no one never really speaks about that, and they're always talking about, yeah, they say um, the punishment must fit the crime, you know, but they don't never really address, okay, the, okay, because Seth Adner had They don't address, they don't address what the crime is. Right, right, right. 
But, I mean, right. it, it all depends what kind of crime it is. I mean, if that was in your case, no, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I'd have to make sure before I squeeze the trigger. I don't have a problem with it. I won't look back. I get paid to do what my client wants. Um, I right. take pride in that kind of work. My grandfather took a long time showing me this. Um, mm-hmm. Even in the eyes of the law, uh, that kind of crime has no statute of limitations. So that'll tell you something right there. Um, but, I mean, there's other ways. Instead of just putting six feet under, there's other ways to exact your revenge. It's just as dark. If it was a male, yeah, I'm sorry, he shit rotted off. Oops. Yeah. Mhm. I mean, I mean, he has to have uh, a little basket to walk on because now his nuts look like uh, bowling balls. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the old saying: uh, revenge is best served up cold. That's right. So there's, there's other way. I mean, something that fast, that's over with, said and done. But something like that, after you you carried this cross all these years, I'll be honest with you, I'd rather have revenge. You know, you made me suffer now. I'll make sure you suffer the day you take your last breath. But some people are just different. I mean, they want revenge exacted. Then there, that's cool. If if everything works out and that's what it is, and I can, I know that's what it is, and I hate to say this, if your account can pay me, I, mean, I don't have a problem with it, sister. I mean, uh, the train has ran out of brakes and it's about ready to hit the wall. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, so I hope that answers your question, sir. It does. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Appreciate your call. All right, All right we're going to try to take two, maybe three calls, and we're going to wrap it up. So sorry for the ones. Just want to apologize now. Sorry for the people I cannot get to tonight. We'll, we'll definitely get Brother Rodney back on when he's able to come back on. So, uh, again, those of you that were maybe not able to speak to him tonight, uh, apologize for that. Uh, we'll get him back on. and. Hopefully, if you get on earlier, I'm just going right in. I'm going right in order. I'm not going in any particular system. So, the quicker you get on, you'll get in the queue quicker. So, if you came in a little bit late and you're at the bottom of the queue and we couldn't get to you tonight, that is the reason why. Um, so, we'll, we'll definitely try to get Brother Rodney back on. And um, maybe next time I can speak to him. Right, let's just try to squeeze maybe two more calls in and then we'll go wrap it up. Uh, this call just says guest 26. Anybody there? Guest 26. Can you hear me? Anybody there? Guest number 26. You're on the call. Okay. Nobody there. We're going we're to kind of speed this up. All right. Let's go to the next one. Just says guest number 30. Anybody there? Guest number 30. You're on the call. Can you hear me? All right. Nobody there. Guest number 30 going once, twice, three times. All right. We got another call on from another state. Uh, this one, North Central Texas. Anybody there from North Central Texas? Okay, I could kind of hear you, but your phone is fading. You just said you just kind of started listening. Yeah. I believe that's what I. Okay. Okay, we appreciate you uh, tuning in, listening. Though, thank you. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up with. Uh, we'd like to wrap it up with this. Just uh, usually, uh, this will be the final call tonight. Texas tree hugger, can you hear me? <laughs> Well, good evening, Brother Benini, Brother Ravani, and Brother Ronnie. This is such a powerful call. I have some, I have so many questions. I know we're limited on time, but I just want to see which one I want to choose. Well, first of all, I just have to say, um, I, I did get on the call a little late, but I heard a lot of what you said. And when I heard your voice, I'm, and I didn't know anything about this call, I'm thinking, you sound just like 
one of my cousins. And I said, you've got to be from New Orleans. And then I realized he was. So that worked out really well. Um, let's see. You know, um, when you were just talking about dark works, I, I just thought that could be so profound. Um, I've been working, and, you know, we talk about, you were talking about how you're chosen for this. And for one, when I talk about myself, I've been working for many years on myself, and now I've been able to just gain some abilities. And when you talk about this dark works, you know, we're taught, if we talk about this religion, I know we're not talking about religion, we're not religious, but, you know, always turn the other cheek. You're not supposed to wish ill on anybody, uh, but I'm a firm believer of that, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. So I love the the um, ability to, to make that happen. I work in a, a field that uh, a parent, well, I help people that have been oppressed, and I, I help them so they won't be oppressed. So when we talk about dark works, I think that that's something that will be able to be utilized to be able to make sure that they don't continue to get oppressed. Um, my question is, um, when you talk about dark work, how does that relate to, let's say, the archangels? Are they utilizing that process, or is that something different? That could be that's something completely different. I never went to any of the archangels, Gabriel, Michael, or Raphael, mm-hmm. uh, for dark work. Uh, once again, I said on the, in Leviticus, left hand side of Jesus, uh, he controls demons to strike down the infidels. So you can't get no darker work than that by the chairman of the board, if you if you would. <clears throat> um, no, I haven't utilized that. If I have to use uh, some kind of work like that, I will. Uh, try to utilize a uh, baka or a demon, something that could be controlled that had very little light in their heart at any time because at the moment of strike, you don't want weakness. Uh, but uh, people think dark work is we want to put them in the grave and it's just that another thing and uh, karma right. and all that. That's, that's bullshit, okay? That's right. Uh, let's remember... As human beings, uh, when the Lord asked uh, Cain where his brother Abel was, and he replied, and my, bro- my brother's keeper, knowing damn good and well, he just spilled the blood upon the earth. Two things happened. The earth became thirsty for blood. Uh, maybe that's why we have all these wars and violence. The earth became thirsty for blood. So it started way back. Um, if you want to do it like that, that's how I look at it. He could not be struck down because he would not be given the commandments of thou shalt not kill. Um, but as far as dark work, again, that's like uh, giving blood offerings. If you do that all the time, all the time, all the time, you are going Creating to destroy yourself. Yeah, you are going to destroy yourself. There are things to be paid for. As I mentioned, there's work I do and I bleed. Like a stuck pig, I'm surprised a human being could believe that much and not die. But I accept that. Uh, oh. There's a there's a there's a a price if you're gonna yeah. dance. The damn band's gonna have to be paid at the end of the night. Yeah. That's right. But if you keep doing it all the time, all the time, you are going to fall. Anybody that does it is going to fall into a pit that they cannot come out of. And I do not want to hear the old saying. 
it is better to rule in hell than serve in heaven. Uh, no, there's, there's a special place for your soul that did that kind of work. Um, a lot of people is falling by the wayside with that. A lot of people on the Internet these days talking about these demons they're working with. I'll be working with this demon uh, exclusively. Well, what's going to happen is you're going to be ass-raped by this demon one day. If wow. you ever think that you can control this, you are completely, totally fuck nuts. Okay. Correct. I couldn't help you if I had a Ph.D. in psychology. Could not help you. I know that. I cannot control it. It is a very tight leash I hold on to it. But I also know if I make one damn mistake, uh, my soul will be ripped apart. So, mm-hmm. once again, yes, it's okay to dabble in it. Make sure what the hell you're dabbling in. Make sure the crime fit the punishment. That's right. Uh, that's that's all I can say, sister. I mean, if you keep doing it all the time, or I even know that if this is my trademark all the time, all the time, all the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay for it one way or the other. I'll, I'll go into it and never come back out and be my own. Um, my own instrument of my own destruction, if that makes sense. Yes, sir. It does. That's that's deep. That is so deep. That is so deep. Um, okay, this this question that I have, um, I'm just going to ask this last question, and I don't know. Um, can can you elaborate? If you've already done so, um, I apologize. Uh, if you can talk, elaborate a little bit on the black sun and the solar eclipse that we're getting ready to experience in the landscape that we're in. Um. That part I never bought into, um, like the moon phases, that we uh, we don't have time for that. But I'm here to tell you, there are some strange-ass things going on right now because there's eclipse coming up. I'm noticing in the calls I'm getting. Um, it is scientifically known that the moon phases will fuck people's minds up, especially full moons. And I'm telling you from experience on the street, uh, they hit it right, lunar, lunatics. These people are affected by this. And, it's, yeah, I mean, if you understand, if it can affect the tide flow, it is going to affect your brain. You have fluid in your brain. As far as this eclipse coming up, I'm noticing more things going haywire. I never paid attention to it before. For something that lasts, is what, under two minutes? Mm-hmm. But it has to have an effect somewhere. I mean, this is something that has just been back in the old days. I mean, man, this was the end of the world shit. I mean, and people would just go go nuts. Go back. Uh, there's something, yeah, there's something to it. I don't know what it is. Uh, I never paid attention to it, but now I'm receiving more calls from clients. That's just like, you know. And it, uh, I received five calls yesterday from five different female uh, clients or uh, customers. And from the first one to the last one, I could fill in before the, they spoke. It was almost the same words. They would start off crying to me and then be laughing and then say they doubt themselves because their menstrual cycle is about ready to start. And I'm sitting there going, this ain't coincidence. I mean, how can five different women throughout the United States tell me almost the same thing and fall back on a menstrual cycle? I know that has a strong influence on a woman. I was raised in a house full of uh, women. And look, it's rough, bro. You better know how to get hogging dots ice cream or some shit. <laughs> you know? uh, in my life, uh, before I got divorced, uh, my wife, my two girls, my dog was a damn girl. And 
y'all throw some tricks on men with this goddamn sympathy shit. Mm-hmm. And when you three, see three women coming out of certain rooms holding their stomach, it's like, man, I'm not going to make this shit. <laughs> so you learn, you, you learn the secrets. Hagen dazs ice cream, Pizza Hut pizza, and try to be cast with a ghost. So if that can affect a human being, these different things in the soul, are, um, yeah, I mean, I never bought into it, but the cause I'm getting now, something is beginning to shake. Don't know what, and I hope it doesn't last. Because um, we're not too stable as human beings. We keep priding ourselves as right. intelligent. No, we make war on each other and we spill blood. No, that's not intelligent. I'm sorry. Right, right. You know. Uh, the best thing I can say to that, everybody in the United States needs to kneel down on the side of a person that's not going to make it before he mess gets there, hold their hand, and look into their eyes. I guarantee you, I fucking guarantee you, hatred and racism will leave your body in a heartbeat. Uh-huh. In a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. These people are looking at you knowing they're not going to make it, and you holding their hand, looking down at them. There's more racism. There's more hatred. There's more bigotry. I hate to say this, but everybody in the world needs to do that one goddamn time. Yep, and you see yep. changing people. Yeah, that's, that's true. I don't. No, so, I don't know if my my ranting made any sense. Makes sense. Yeah, my sister. So I hope that answers your question. There, yes, sister. it did. Thank you so much for your time. All right, we appreciate it, and thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week, Texas Three Hundred. Okay. Well, All right, brother Ronnie. That's going to wrap up our time. Um, again, uh, callers. If we didn't get to you, we apologize. Uh, we'll get Brother Rodney back here when he's able to come back. We'll definitely get him back on. Uh, just try to get on to the tuned into the show a little bit earlier, so you'll be in the queue earlier. That's the only way you can get on earlier. There's no other way to do it. Um, I'm gonna have Brother Rodney give his contact information in a second before he leaves, and uh, other listeners stay on. Well, again, I'm gonna give you the information for the event that we're having down here in uh, Florida next week. I'll get that information out, so uh, hang on tight. But before you go, Brother Rodney, one, first and foremost, myself, Brother Ravana Noon, we want to thank you for, you know, coming on the show. We appreciate you. I know you're a busy man. We appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule, spend a couple hours with us and, you know, share the information and take questions and stuff. And I know no, my brother, the honor is totally mine. I thank you all very much. And anytime you like me to come back, hit me up, and there's, there's no problem. Definitely, definitely we'll do that. Uh, but before you go, Rodney, give people your contact information one last time before you uh, leave us. Okay, uh, my contact information for now will just be on what I'm doing now on my cell phone uh, before I can bring up the uh, the email. Uh, it's 225-571-1639. And the only thing I ask is uh, if I don't pick up by the third ring, just go straight to text message, uh, leave your name, and uh, what it's about, and I will get back to you. Uh, I mean, I do answer and return everything. Uh, once I get my um, my email up on the screen, which I already have my own email, but I hadn't put it on the screen. Um, I may stay with that, but right now I don't feel it's right to jockey back and forth from my phone to the email. I'm going to miss something uh, one way. So I'm staying with one thing. Okay. All right. Well, again, brother, I appreciate you uh, coming on. I'll definitely be in contact with you and definitely get you back here because um, I know there were some more people that wanted to talk to you. We just had a time and, and you know, hopefully they get tuned in earlier and uh, they'll be able to call you and call in and be able to talk to you. So, again, again, brother, appreciate you coming on and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Uh, the honor is all mine, brother. All right. Please appreciate it. 
All right, uh, that was Brother Bocor Rodney Coleman. Uh, again, if you missed the show, you can go into the archives. It will post as soon as we go off the air, give it about 10, 15 minutes. You can go right into the archives, and, and you can pull up the show, listen to the show. Uh, having said that, if you are interested in coming to the, the event next weekend in Hollywood, Florida, Cultural Expressions, that's going to be Friday, August 25th, 7.30 p.m., uh, we are performing actually two rituals. It's a, a black mass uh, working with the archetype set. Uh, and then we're doing something, a uh, ritual and a drumming session for uh, a pep. Um, if you want more information on it, shit, again, shit isn't for everybody. Um, if you're not sure what it is and you want information on it, don't be coming out of curiosity because curiosity kills your cat. I keep telling your people that because we get some spooky-ass people that show up sometimes, and sometimes we got to turn them away because they don't understand. There's not something you just do to be doing it. Um, so it's not that type of party. Um, but if you are interested in coming to the event, you want more information, um, you can email us right here at the radio station. The email address is khnum19 at gmail.com. That's khnum19 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go to my uh, YouTube page, which is Mother Nubia Inc. That's on YouTube, Mother Nubia Inc. Um, you can, there's a bunch of videos on there. Um, I have information for the events on there. Uh, there's information on all the topics. There's a connection here to the radio show. All the, all, all the uh, links to the radio show are on there also on the Mother Nubia Inc. Uh, YouTube page. And, or again, you can email us at the radio station here. Again, the email address is khnum19 at gmail.com. Brother Ravon Newman, let's go ahead and get your contact information, then we'll wrap it up. All right. My uh, contact information is... Uh, I actually created a new pay, uh, email for this show, so it's darkoccultist99 at outlook.com. That's dark, as it sounds, darkoccultist99 at outlook.com. Or you can reach me through the YouTube darkoccultist99 page or the Google Plus page darkoccultist99. Peace. All right. And uh, you can also we have a Facebook page. You can go on to Awakening Universal Minds on Facebook. Uh, you can drop us a line there, comments, suggestions, questions. Uh, we try to get back to everybody. It's, it's kind of tough because we get such a large volume of of uh, mail sometimes. So we can't get back to everybody. We'll try our best. Um, you can contact us there. So, you know, I hope tonight's show kind of clarified, for, you know, a couple of different things. We've had, you know, different voodoo practitioners on. I like to bring different people on to kind of give people a different feel and its perspective to kind of understand the traditions and how things work. Um, it kind of varies. Um, and I, I hope you take heed to some of the information that was passed from some of the callers, uh, from Brother Rodney. Um, you know, educate yourself. Uh, don't, don't be a YouTube scholar only or a Google scholar only. Because like I said, there's a lot of good shit you can find, you know, in social media, YouTube, whatever, Facebook, et cetera. But there's a lot of bullshit out there. Uh, you got to be careful because, you got a bunch of, you know, hustlers and scammers. I mean, you got people selling these services, promoting it, you know. I, this, this is my opinion. When it comes to dark work, powerful work, motherfucker's not going to be on YouTube promoting that shit. First of all, shit like that you don't really talk about. It kind of manifests itself if it's necessary. And you'll, you'll be led to the right people if it's something that's necessary. But when you're on YouTube selling it, I mean, I literally see motherfuckers on YouTube and on websites and social media, you know, and, and look, you can have a website with testimonials. That don't mean shit to me, okay? Because anybody can create a damn website with testimonials. So 
that's all bullshit. So you got to be careful because I get a lot. I deal with a lot of people that have been ripped off bad, taking classes or seminars or or they paid somebody to do work and it was just a bunch of bullshit. It was one hustle after the other. So you got to be careful. And that's why I brought Brother Rodney on because from what I've seen with Brother Rodney, watching his videos and, and talking with him, he's just straight to the point and tells it like it is. And that's the type of person you want to work with. You don't want to work with somebody that's going to, you know, set the bar for unrealistic expectations because they're just trying to get in your pockets. And I've been telling people that shit for years and you got to be careful of that. And there, there is that out there just as, you know, as much as you got credible people and sincere and good people, you got some fucked up people too. And I, I've seen the effects. I've seen people get fucked over. I've seen people getting taken for rides and serious amount of money, and they didn't get any results. You understand? So very important for you to understand that moving forward, especially if you're a newer person and, you know, you're on or interested in learning more about this type of spirituality, uh, those are the ones that are usually ripe for the picking. You understand? And and I keep telling people, when you go into a lot of these spiritual stores, I get a lot of calls, they can smell you from a mile away if you do. You walk into a botanica and they can look at you right off the bat and know, uh, this is, you know, if if they're those type of people, this is this is a person I'm going to take to the cleaners. I'll walk into my fucking botanica. They know not to even speak to me because I know why I'm in there if I have to go in there. You know, it's just they know. And I'm just telling you, it's a certain way of doing things, how you carry yourself, and you got to be careful. You don't put out that energy that you're gullible. Uh, that's how you get taken advantage of. Um, so this is kind of like why we want to address some of these topics um, because we get a lot of emails on this. Uh, and like Brother Rodney said, don't just jump into shit if, you're not, if you don't know what you're doing because it can make matters worse. You know, if you're setting up all these different altars and you don't know what you're doing and you're just gravitating towards shit because you like it, uh, but that just may not be for you. That you know that you might be doing more harm, you know, than good. So you know, very important um, to understand that. Um, and again, we bring different people on the show um, so you can get a different perspective. And again, we've had everybody on this show from, uh, like I said earlier, Dr. Phil Valentine's been on here several times. We've had Dr. Delbert Blair on here, Dr. Jewel Pulkrum, Doc, uh, Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum. Um, uh, I've even brought on some European scholars that have written some, some books on these subjects just so you guys can get a feel of what everybody's saying. Now, we're not saying we agree with what, everything what everybody's saying, but that's not what it's about. The only way we're going to raise ourselves to a certain awareness if we can hear and dialogue and get everybody's perspective because there's not one way of doing everything. So we got, a lot of people got to get out of that mindset. So when you get stuck in a certain tradition and you become – quote unquote religious, you cut off, you're, you're limited, you've cut off, you're grown. Um, so you got to be open minded on, on this path. There's many different methods, methodologies, and ways of doing things. Um, and that's why we bring on uh, sometimes, you know, occasionally here and there, we'll bring on different guests. So you guys can take the information and, and do your work. Don't, don't believe everything you hear on the show. Don't accept everything that we're saying on the show. Uh, do your work, do your research, do your poking around. Because you, again, this is a path of self-mastery. You got to figure out what works for you. Because some of the things we're talking about tonight, you know, they may or may not work for you. You're not going to know that until you experiment and get out there and identify what it is you need, what it is you're looking for, and what's right for you. Uh, I always tell people, don't be a follower. You understand what I'm saying? Because followers are the ones that are gullible and get taken advantage. When you're looking to follow somebody, this is not a path 
that you you know you're looking for some savior figure that's going to do everything for you. If you come into it with that mindset, I guarantee you're going to get spiritually raped. Trust me when I tell you that shit. It's not going to be pretty. You know, come in with the with the mindset that you want to evolve into the best person that you can be on all levels, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, um, and, and things will pan out for you. But anyway, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that on a final note. Um, you got the contact information. For those that are traveling to the event next Friday night, uh, please be there on time because we have three parts to the ritual, uh, some drumming finishing up at the end. Uh, we'll have the drummers there. Um, so we definitely want to do things on a timely manner. Uh, afterwards, as, as usual, for those that stay, we uh, actually uh, go a couple blocks up the road to Flanagan's there and hang out for a little bit. Um, and anybody's welcome to join us after the ritual is complete uh, next Friday night. Feel free. Uh, for those that are coming traveling, I'll see you out there next Friday night. Uh, for those that are not, we'll see you on our next broadcast, which is two weeks from now. Um, so we're looking forward um, to that. I have no idea what the show will be, but you know me. I'll come up with something. Uh, we'll figure out a topic. We were going to do, uh, before we got in hold of Brother Rob, we're probably going to do something with, uh, uh, you know, Pep, the Serpent of Darkness, Set, and, and the Chaotic Waters, something in that line. Uh, we were maybe going to take uh, the Book of Bilal out of the Satanic Bible and kind of break that down. What does that really mean? Uh, maybe take some of those topics and, and indulge into those aspects. Uh, I'm not sure, but we'll figure it out. You know us. We'll get into something. Brother Seth Abner, I see you. I know you're still up there in NY. I know you ain't going to make it next Friday, uh, but we'll see you when you get back. Um, it's, it's good. We got other people coming through the drum. I know I got Brother Jack, myself. Um, Brother Jason will be there. Um, so we'll, we'll make it work, brother. And, you know, I'm going to be smacking them drums. Um, but we'll make it work. I appreciate everybody tuning in, um, and we'll see everybody next th- uh, I'm sorry, two Thursdays from now. Peace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.